their head rode a man whose face had been seen in the sky above Palm, and they rode under the banner of the dragon reborn. Wow. That is right. Welcome back to the nightly morning show. No, no, the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. It's been a stressful morning, okay? (laughs) And that's not my fault. Um, We are doing the finale of The Great Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. Episode uh, eight of eight, nine? I don't even know. Nine of the book club. It's uh, The Great Hunt, chapters 38 through the end. Wow. <laughs> a lot happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on there. We had a couple of people in our comments be like, you, you might want to bank for some extra time for this one. And yeah. I was like, mm, okay, and it's a lot less pages to read, but sure. Now I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, um, a lot happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you want to pop out the chat there so I can? Yeah, absolutely. See I just want to say a uh, big thank you before we get started, as always, to our mods. Mm-hmm. Um, you are the, the the best and the sweetest beans for keeping us as unspoiled as possible. But Clarice, you uh you read a spoiler this week on the Twitter. I did. Yeah, and so uh, if we're not engaging with um, Wheel of Time Twitter as much as you would expect in the future, it's because when we engage with Wheel of Time Twitter, it brings up more Wheel of Time Twitter. And then we can't go on our Twitters because it's all spoilers. Yeah. I'm, like, having to avoid <laughs> Wheel of Time Twitter because random things pop up. I know, and it's so sad. And, like, you know, like, it's never, it's it's never, like, the intention. It's just, it's just things that people, like, I don't know, like, don't even, like, consider, like, real spoilers at that point. Well, right? and it's but also it's stuff like, that isn't directed at us. It's no, stuff that, like, no, no, no. the algorithm is, like, you might like this tweet. And yeah. they're, like, I would if I had read the freaking book Twitter. Yeah. I wish that I could put into Twitter, like, what I've read. <laughs> like, what I'm okay being spoiled on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be a beneficial feature for me. Yeah. Especially given this. Yeah. Yeah. Should I tell them what the spoiler was or no? I don't know what the spoiler is. I so. I don't want to know. All right, never mind. We won't say anything. I, I couldn't remember if... Because I remember I was like, oh, no, I read a spoiler. And you're like, what was it? And I was like, I don't know if I should tell you. And I don't remember if I told you or not. I don't think you did because I don't remember what it is. You don't remember? Okay. No. Yeah, it's not... I don't know. It's a spoiler that, like, kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can say the character name, I guess. Sure, yeah. Galad. I got spoiled a bit for Galad, but it's I not, don't... like... Eh, it's fine. It's it's fine. It's not gonna. Here's the thing. It's not going to ruin my enjoyment at all. Was the spoiler like how good he is in bed when he and Egwene finally knock yeah. boots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the spoiler. I figured it would be that because we know that Robert Jordan writes smut, you know. And he just loves when people talk about smut in his novels. Yeah. Uh, good morning, everybody. Shall we dive into Das Great Hunt? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's... Do you want to give us a reminder of where we were, where we left off? Oh, man, where we left off. Um, well, this was actually, uh, I want to say, like, very good, uh, very, we, we had very good points breaking up the sections for this book, I think, because um, we left off with Rand, and mm-hmm. then we jumped straight into Egwene, Nynaeve, the White Tower, all of that. Um, mm-hmm. 
What? That, what was the last thing that happened? I don't even remember. Flicker, flicker. There was so, that was the last thing that happened? Yeah, that was the last chapter we read. Rand and his team arriving on Tolmanhead. And it's fall. And it has been months. Months have passed since they left the yeah. White, or not since they left the White Tower, since they left the Ogier Steading at Sofu. Yeah. Uh, but now we're into chapter 38. Uh, and we catch back up with our girls. We had talked a lot last week about how the girls had sort of disappeared. Yeah, and we were like, ah, they probably won't be in much of the end of the book. Well, and I, I thought we were going to get some time spent on training. And something that is noticeable throughout the rest of this book is they don't really spend any time on training. Um, no. All of the skills that our characters learned are learned off screen. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I don't have a problem with that. I just, ex- I, because we were going to the White Tower, I thought we were going to spend time in that. We spent time and in, we like, really didn't. the trial for Nynaeve. That's not training, though. She didn't learn any skills. Like, I, I was expecting some time. We, we kind of did on the road. Yeah. We got we got more um, Egwene learning how to use the one power on the road than we did in the White Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, we kind of just kind of skipped through a lot of weeks and months in this these passages right yeah um uh, how people get to places a lot of times and this is like and weeks later they arrived yeah <laughs> um and I, I'm, I'm okay with that it was just it was interesting that uh in order to get the characters to this epic conclusion of this book mm-hmm. things just kind of have to be like almost like um driven through yeah. in terms of plotting at the end of this one yeah yeah oh for sure <clears throat> Uh, so we meet the girls. They're hanging out in Egwene's room because um, Nynaeve can't make friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, yeah. Egwene is just casually channeling because she's a little addicted to it. And Nynaeve is pacing Fair. because uh, she's Nynaeve. And uh, <laughs> she was a bad, bad girl and she got punished uh, by Sherium. Uh, Min and Elaine show up to chat about how hot Galad is with his shirt off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love I I love this chunk <clears> of the book because I'm like, because it doesn't feel, uh, it 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 doesn't feel like a guy who doesn't understand women wrote this, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh yeah, this this makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he, he does he does a good job. Well, uh, and, the, and the way in which Egwene is like, I don't care. Okay, I care. <laughs> okay, I care yeah. a little bit. Like, I've seen, like, those things, like, I, I, I witnessed that through school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also, I love that the greens are all showing up to look at Galad, and I, yeah. I just, like, how horny Watching are the greens? Tra- you would think that they had enough warders that they'd be, like, fine, but... Well, and, and what, what I find really funny about the way Robert Jordan writes, and this knowledge that he doesn't like when people add smut into his books, is that his books are so horny. yeah. And like not not like unintentionally horny, but no, like, like they're real humans with feelings of like lust and love. But you know? he's writing about like these grown women who show up to the to the, uh, to the training grounds. training grounds to watch Galad take his shirt off. Yeah, and I'm like, this is horny as hell. What are you talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. <laughs> um, but uh, the 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 thing I really loved in this passage, my favorite part of this chapter, is uh, Egwene feels like Rand is gone somehow. And I was reading it, I was like, that's really weird. And I was like, oh my god, Rand is literally, like, in another dimension at this moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is such a cool, like, their bond is so strong in whatever kind of bond it is. And I'm sure we're going to learn about that soon, right? Because the end of this book obviously ties really into their bond. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it has to be something. It can't just be, like, normal, like, we've grown up together. You know, they literally can sense one another, so. Yeah, there there are certain women who can find... Egwene, or uh, there are certain women who can find Rand by feel and who he can find immediately, right? Yeah. And 
in honestly, in a way that kind of reminds me of Fane. And mm, how interesting. He can sense yeah. uh, Rand. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like immediately knows exactly what direction he's in. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's a weird parallel, like for like the good guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, Egwene literally talks about uh, channeling like addiction here, mm-hmm. and she she brings up you know she not not to the group she's you know keeping it to herself, but mm-hmm. she's. She all, all she wants to do is just be connected to that source. Mm-hmm. And she just wants to constantly feeling it flowing through her. And I, I really appreciate, like, they, they make it sound like being a nice Sedai is legit, legitimately dangerous in a way that I didn't really get from the first book because my reign was just so capable and so, like, assured. Yeah. But that that constant, that, that, that push and pull against that sense of addiction really puts into perspective a lot of the... Aes Sedai's personalities mm-hmm. because there is a level of constraint that they have to put upon themselves at all time. I imagine it's like um, any Superman story talks about how Superman, any Superman story that does talk about how Superman has to be so careful in touching a human and how careful he has right. to be with Lois because if he's not, he just hurts her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it really, like, there was a lot of parallels to that kind of, like, physical superhero yeah. uh, constraint in, like, the constraint that I'm like, oh, Moraine has to be steady. Because if she's not steady, yeah. bad things can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, that's what really makes me nervous about Nynaeve. Mm-hmm, yeah. Nynaeve does not have control. Uh, it does have a, some semblance of control, but not in a way that makes me feel, like, safe being around her. You mm-hmm. know, like, if I was there. Um, and I think, that, uh, I think that that is going to be a big hurdle that she has to overcome. Because mm-hmm. she is dangerous. And she can't always even, like, reach the power. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, um, uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling Nynaeve's going to go through some dark days. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though. If Nynaeve does burn out, Egwene can just cry on her, and then everything's going to be fine. You're right, you're right, you're right. I guess it doesn't matter. Those, those Egwene tears. They are very powerful. <laughs> um, uh, We're going to get to some show talk at the end of this episode, y'all, that's going to, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, um, the, they're, they're, I, I feel like poor Min is constantly being asked to read people and she doesn't want to read her friends. I know. But she does see danger over her friends' heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Leandrin shows up. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Um, the next couple chapters are really just like Leandrin leading them to Falm. Yeah. And I just want to say, this was about the least interesting reveal maybe ever. Yeah. Like, this is... This is about on par with Celine being Lanfear. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, La- like Landrin's evil, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. She's kind of less interesting now, to be honest. Yes! No, a thousand percent less interesting, right? Yeah. Because what was interesting about Leandrin was that she was on the same side as Moraine with a completely fundamental different set of beliefs, and so they were antagonists who shared a goal. Yeah. And now they're just antagonists. Yeah. And... It is, it is more interesting for the evil one to be someone you don't expect than to be the one that you're like, oh, yeah, she's evil. Like, yeah. That woman is straight up evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it, I, yeah, I was a little disappointed. And it's fine. You know, like, it works. Whatever. But, yeah, I was like, all right. Saw that coming, like, a mile away. Well, and what's interesting <laughs> is that the show has presented her as a little bit less... Um 
sadistic. Yeah. It, it, like, the, the, I, I think that part of the reason why this reveal is so f- weird to me is because the show version that we were introduced to first, as show watchers first and book readers, mm-hmm. is Leandrin is not very much like book Leandrin. No. I would say they're very different characters. But in, she has that, like, coldness. Like, she But has all the I said I have the coldness. The, the book Leandrin straight up tortures people every interaction we see with her. It's true. The, the, the show one is just kind of snippy. Yeah. And so there... The, I, and has a weird secret about a man that she doesn't want people to know. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, but I, I just, I found, I just found this reveal to be kind of, uh, yeah, okay. What if in the show... <laughs> what, uh, what else is new? What if in the show, Moraine is like, I know you meet some guy. Hopefully mm-hmm. the Red Sisters don't find out about him. What if that's her, like, going off to meet the Dark One? But, like, they don't know it, right? It's, like, disguised, like... Sure, I I just... Yeah, okay. Again, it's it's another thing. It's another reveal that's, like, okay, water's wet. Leandrin's not a good person. Mm -hmm. Are we surprised that the woman who's just out there whipping people is not a good person? No, not really. It just kind of it, it 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 just kind of just it didn't land as surprise. I think it was supposed to. I think it was supposed to feel like a big surprise, and it just I was like, and eh, yeah, I really didn't. I was like, that yeah, makes that sense. makes perfect sense. Yeah, of course, I mean, she's evil. She's she's been evil the whole time. At I no point was I confused. Where's the show version? And I think that that's a part of my feeling, right? It, mm-hmm. It's definitely colored my feeling. The show version of Leander, and I'm like. Oh, you're complicated and like I, I, I can see your worldview. I can get that. Well, yeah. and that's why having her not be a dark friend it keeps her more interesting because, yeah. she, because she does she does bad like evil things, but like her goals are for what she believes to be good, and that's more interesting than I just want all the power. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the the one the one like criticism I do have right now in terms of the the book is. The, there's a very firm line between good people and bad people right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that to be not very interesting. I like when the bad people are complicated and the good people are complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like the Shanshan are so evil. And Leandrin is so evil. Yeah. And the white coats are so evil. And the dark one obviously well, is like the epitome of evil. Except like the one white coat. Which Born one? Old. Bornhold is like he's still a bad person. Well, I uh, I don't I don't know about that. I, I I if you follow orders willingly of bad people by telling yourself, "Well, I'm not as bad as them, but I'm going to do what they say." You're a bad person. Well, he wasn't he didn't follow like heinous orders, but he did show up at places where like the questioners had like massacred children. Yeah, and went. That's the price of this, I guess. That that Bornhold is not a good person. He's a um, CJ Clark. Did the other dark friend reveal surprise you? We will get to that. When we get to it. <laughs> thank you for um, the super chat, CJ. But thank you for the super chat, CJ. We will get to that. I promise. Yeah, Bornhold's a bad dude. You do not become the leader of the White Cloak He's Army. Not the leader, the, he... but he is there. He is the military commander of the White Cloak Army. You yeah. do not get to that position by being a good person. You just don't. I don't know, maybe the White Cloaks have changed, like, over the years, you know what I mean? Like, he, like, I don't know, to me, he's complicated, because, like, what is he supposed to do when he realizes that, like, the questioners are out of control? Because, like, if he fights against them, then, like, he'll die, and so he's just trying to keep Why would he die? Well, they'll kill him. There's, like, 20 questioners, and he has a thousand men. There's not 20 questioners. 
20 questions. 20 questions. Let's play 20 questions. Um, l- let's get to that. We'll know. get to that. That chapter's yeah. later. All right. Um, so they, uh, so basically Leandrin uses the word Black Aja to just kind of whip yeah. um, them into shape. And it is so funny looking back at the conversations where I'm like, mm-hmm. Leandrin can't lie. And she's like, there's Black Aja on the White Tower. And they're like, how do you know that? And she's like, because I am one. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's me. <laughs> Uh, well, it just, it, it, just it, it reminded me of Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope when he's like, I've not heard that name in many years. Yeah, of yeah. course I know Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's me. Um, uh, so uh, they dress up, oh. the, chapter 39, they get into their their, their civvies and they, they walk through the White Tower, uh, not getting noticed. There is a lot at the end of this book of like, oh, people, people, don't, look at, people don't look at each other's faces. They yeah. only look at clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That we we and we talked about that. Mm-hmm. There, it is a it is a very useful device for the end of this book that uh, nobody's looking at anyone too closely. Um, Consistently across the entire continent. Well, except Bornhold, who can except see Bornhold <laughs> from like eighty miles away. Who's like, wait, isn't that that guy I saw like six months ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, he's. Uh, people are saying Bornhold didn't obey the orders. He did the right thing instead. I, 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 that might be true. Uh, maybe he wasn't supposed to go to Falma, but he's still not a good person. Let, let's, let's, let's right. chill. Let's chill on you can get to military status in an army like the White Cloaks and still be a good person. You can't. I, I want to be really clear. I want to nip that in the bud. You cannot rise to the position he held and be a good person, considering the values of the army with which he has command. Yeah, it, it is it, not possible, and but, I won't entertain that. No, idea. it no, it does depend on the origins of the White Cloaks and how they started and how long he's. It doesn't been there. depend on anything. It doesn't depend on anything. They are a religious extremist organization yeah. that has no right to terrorize the people that they terrorize, and he is sure, a military sh- leader sure with that, that mindset way. that he is not a good person. That is, you cannot dismiss how the the, the organizations that people uphold mm-hmm. because, oh, well, no, but like he has slightly different ideals. No, he is upholding an organization that is wrong. He is currently, yes. And has always been. The White Cloak's fundamental tenet is that your guilt goes back seven generations through a woman and ten through a man. Five and ten. Five and ten. Yeah. Whatever. He yeah. is not a good person. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, I your doppelganger, know. thank you for the super chat. Um, thank you for the first super time catching us live. Oh, well, welcome in. <laughs> uh, have you heard that wetland humor is memeing every chapter of the Wheel of Time? Any plans on going through theme? Through mm-hmm. them. Um, I feel like that is one of the places we've been told spoilers live. Uh, so maybe <laughs> after. Maybe after we're done. We're done. <laughs> Um, uh, San, thank you as well San, for the super chat. Uh, the White Cloaks aren't necessarily evil. They are like Christian fundamentalists. They still fight the dark. No. That's no, they, 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 they use their ideology mm-hmm. to enforce their will upon people. That is, that is evil. They are evil. Yeah. Anyone who uses their ideology to enforce their will on another person is a bad person. You can have whatever beliefs you want, but as soon as you start to force your beliefs onto other people, you are doing the wrong thing. And that, that is the, the way the world works. Yeah, my my point is that that might not have been how the White Cloak started. The Methany, Cloaks, thank you for that flicker. Methany, thank you Enjoy so your much for the trip. super chat. Um, and Kevin, thank you for becoming a Narg of the Kevin, Night. Kevin says uh, the White Cloak seem very loosely based on the KKK to me. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. I just, I just assumed that the White Cloaks started off as being, as like, there are people who can do magic and that's dangerous and we want to protect people from those who could potentially do them harm. That seems like kind of where it like stems from. I understand the argument you're trying to make. Yeah. But it is the argument that apologists for bad things make. And, like, that is the problem. It's like, well, it started out as a really good movement. I'm not saying it is a good no, movement No, 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 right but, but my point is that it didn't. There is no version of their extremist philosophy that started out as a good movement, but it got distorted. But you they don't are, know that it started as an extremist philosophy. Okay, but their ideals mm-hmm. had to, they, they had to come to those ideals first and then create an organization from mm, them. Not necessarily. What version of the White Cloaks could have existed before their ideals did? The version of the White Cloaks that are like, there are people out there who can do magic, and uh, there are people who are helpless to protect themselves, and so we are going to be, uh, like, uh, we are going to to stand up for the people who, like, don't have a voice and protect them, and then you get... You do not get to where they get to with that ideology. Well, and here's the problem. Like, we don't know the origins or the story of the White Cloaks and how they got their tenants and how, like, how this all came about. I'm just saying that, like... I'm saying that that did not happen in Bornhold's lifetime. That man holds the ideals of that organization. Maybe 500 years ago, they were a completely different thing. But in Bornhold's lifetime, they have had the ideals that they've had because every single character in the Wheel of Time knows where the White Cloaks stand on things. They've been a bad enough organization for at least, at the very least, Rand's entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. They are not good, and you cannot be a good leader in a bad organization. It doesn't exist. It just doesn't. I don't know. He just, like, he just seems like he's, like, not okay with what's going on, and I wonder if maybe, like, he was forced into it by, like, family or... Something or other. I just saying he's great. I'm not saying he's a good person. I did, but like the, I, there, there is no such thing inherent. as great. <laughs> you 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 are what you believe. No matter what your actions are, what your fundamental beliefs about the world are matter. And Bornhold's fundamental beliefs are flawed and wrong. Sure. And that he's not like I I, I just I understand that like he might have done this one thing at the end of his life that was towards the light mm-hmm. but his his beliefs and the way he views the world and the organization that he upheld and led a charge within mm-hmm. is is wrong um the yeah. white cloaks exist in a world where there are dark friends everywhere though who do real damage oh sure and there are people who actually go after dark friends the white cloaks don't they well, go after anything they decide is a dark friend, and they go after anyone they decide is the spawn or the spawn of the spawn of the spawn of a dark friend. They're not chasing dark friends. They're chasing whatever they want, and they're using their ideology to do it. But that's why Bornhold is like, wait, like, what, like these people were could not have been dark friends, right? When the questioners murder a bunch of people. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. He can have that thought. He still is a leader in that army. It just you... seems like the it just seems like we are reading the white cloaks becoming more extremist. I think the world is becoming more radical within like the because of the end of times coming, but the white cloaks the the, the white cloaks still were planning on killing Perrin and McQueen. Bornhold sure. still took them prisoner because he found them. On the side of the road, and that was suspicious. This is the yeah. same character yeah. who thought it was suspicious that they were there and attacked them for no reason, unprovoked. They did nothing to provoke him, and they attacked first. Yeah, the white cloaks are bad, 
And yeah. Bornhold, just because at this moment, he's like, wait, maybe we shouldn't kill kids. Oh, but, like, I have killed a lot of people in the name of this. Yeah, but when they were being hunted, it was because, like, the, the White Cloaks saw people who, like, were out and about where they shouldn't have been and didn't attack them the first. White but then do not the have jurisdiction. and Elias went around and, like, killed a bunch of them. The so White that... Cloaks don't get to determine where people get to be. This is uh, my sure. point. Yeah, this yeah. is why he's not a good person. He is using his ideology to say, you shouldn't be here. I'm going to chase you because I have decided that you're in the wrong here. Even though Perrin and Egwene at that point have done nothing to anybody. Well, here's the thing. Would they have been treated differently if Perrin hadn't murdered two of the White Cloaks? Perrin would not have murdered two of the White Cloaks if they hadn't chased them into the woods. Sure, yeah. So Bornhold still instigated that situation Mm -hmm. based on his deciding that his ideology gave him the right to. He is a bad person. All right. He just is. Um, for Joy Fisher, thank you for that super chat. The White Cloaks exist in a world where there are no, dark you... friends everywhere, though we do real world damage. Did you already yeah. read that one? No, you you read that one. Oh, did I? Cool. Uh, <laughs> Shadowling. So are thank all the red eyes to die evil? They enforce their beliefs about male casters at will with no pushback and force kingdoms to do what they want. Yeah, <laughs> and no. The the red eyes to die are more complicated because the red eyes to die's ideals are real. Men do go mad and do kill everyone around them, and men hold a power that can destroy everything. Right. It is, a, it is fundamentally different than the the ideals of the White Cloaks are self-prescribed. They came up with mm-hmm. them and they've decided what they are. People think that the Dark Friends do real-world damage and are very dangerous to other people. Right, but who they decide is a Dark Friend is just up to them. They have no, they don't need evidence. Right. They just do it. Right. And, and that is the difference. The Red Eyes to Die aren't just gentling men randomly. They're not just going, that man looks like he might be able to channel. I'm going to gentle him. A man channels, and then the red eyes that I act in order to save the greater good. Mm. The dark, the white cloaks aren't doing that. The white cloaks are saying, "I believe you're a dark friend because I found you on this road on this night, and that's a little bit weird. So I'm going to drag you across the continent so that you can be questioned." That's what Bornhold was doing to Perrin. Yeah. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is yeah. very different than the the red Aja going. That man can channel. He's going to hurt people. We have to act. Mm-hmm. There is a big difference between assuming someone's guilt. I mean, they assumed and... Elias could channel. No, they didn't understand what Elias was. Yeah, and so they assumed that it was channeling and were going to gentle him. Yeah, but it wouldn't have done anything. What do you mean it wouldn't have done anything? You can't gentle someone who isn't uh, who can't channel. Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't actually know how that will, that one works. Um, uh, CJ Clark says, White Cloaks are necessary evil. You can't let powerful channelers walk around with uh, without an oath, rod, collars, or violent deterrent. You can. Well, the channelers do And take they do oaths. that. But the, the channelers yeah. do do that. They, they walk around doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. <laughs> Nynaeve, Nynaeve is channeling her whole life, and there's no consequences for it. Yeah. Um, old Bones, uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Bornhold, the following order is Nazi. Exactly. There, there is, there is no good person in the Nazi army. Yeah. Except the people who like were like on the inside, but like actively spent their entire time inside helping like Jews escape. Like there are people who very much put their lives on the line and were good people within that system. But mm-hmm. like the only system of good within a system like that is active revolt. We've got way too into this. <laughs> I don't know. Did we? We're we're one chapter in and it's been a half hour. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway. I have a feeling it's a conversation we will come back to the more that we learn about the White Cloaks. I 
I don't know how much. Well, yeah, we'll probably learn more about the white cloaks because there's still a lot of other ones. We, we just lost this like one army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's tons. This is like one battalion. Like uh, Spooters asks, uh, are all Russians bad people? Then no, there are literally thousands of Russian people in the streets right now protesting the war that's going on. And we should acknowledge yeah. there is a terrible war going on in Ukraine. And even the soldiers who walked across the border and then laid down their weapons and surrendered. Yeah. There are, there, are, there are a lot of people who are doing the right thing in that situation. Yeah. There just happens to be a lot of people who are not. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's get into uh, the, 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 they meet La- Leandrin. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the Ogier Grove. Uh, they meet Leandrin and she takes them to a way gate. Uh, did you expect uh, to see the ways again after we talked last week about how, oh, the ways are kind of done? No, not at all. I was like, Manchin Shin is there. He's going to kill everyone who tries to enter the ways. And uh, no, he's just at like specific points that he needed to be, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, um, I, I, I'm com- I'm complicated on, um, it's complicated to me because the, the Manchin Shin doesn't, isn't like on the dark one side. So it seems, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess the Dark One is like, I guess Machin Shin might be like fi- trying to find Rand. And so the, the way was very clear for Leandrin and the girls because mm-hmm. they had no problems. They just kind of straight shot through. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No issues. Machin Shin's busy. He's busy watching the other doors. Yeah. The one thing I will say is I, pre- I, I, I thought it was funny that they sit down to sleep and immediately they just start talking about who's going to marry Rand. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. Like, they're in the ways. They're like sleeping in the darkness. Leandrin is like five feet away, like, glaring at them. And, and they're like, so, uh, Egwene, if you're not going to marry Rand, I will jump on that D. And they're so, like, they're they're so, like, friendly about it. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, mm-hmm. they're not, like, mm, they're not, like, high school, like, petty and, like, mean and, like, rude about it. Yeah, they're yeah, literally yeah. just, like, talking like people. It's like, oh, well, you know, he's good looking. He's easy on the eyes. And Min is like, I don't want to like this guy. Like, I, ugh, this is so annoying. And, mm-hmm. like, Elaine is like, oh, he's so hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I get it. I get it. And I, I, Min, 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 I, Min's version of having the hots for Rand is my favorite. Because, God, <laughs> she does not want, to, she does not want to be. Like, she does not have a desire for that. Yeah. You know, but she's, she's going to. She's, she's going yeah. to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Egwene dreams of Baalzaman. And of being chased by Machin Shin. Yeah. Which felt like... Um, do you think that was a normal dream? Or do you think that that was like... Yeah, because she dreams of Machin Shin and then doesn't encounter it. Which tells me it was a normal dream. Unless she's going to get mm-hmm. chased by Machin Shin in the future. But dreaming about Baalzaman coming, I mean, like, he does, right? Like, we're going to see him within a few chapters here. Yeah. Um, literally painted across the sky. Mm-hmm. Which, um, <laughs> Rafe Judkins, good luck, bud. Oh, Good luck. Good luck. Now yeah. that I've read the end of this book, dude, good luck. I I do not want to be you right now. I don't. Yeah, we're going to get to that. But like, Yeah, yeah, that is, that shit. is, yeah. Um, and then uh, the chapter ends, they arrive. It, the chapter 39 is a quick, like, ride through the ways, you know? They just kind of, they ride along, they talk about getting married, and then they're done. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's not much of a... <laughs> Which is good, because the next chapter is insane. Yeah. Yeah, they just, like, hop out of the ways. They're like, oh, cool. Oh. Like, Wayne's like, oh, there's, oh, there's people here. Yeah. And then gets a collar snapped on her neck. And I was like, no. <laughs> CJ, thank you for joining the Nargs Dinner Table. CJ, thank you for yeah, being a member. Yeah, Leandrin, like, fully betrays them immediately. Oh, yeah. No, no chill. No immediately. Chill. Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, Sukhoff, I think I wrote his, her name, Suroth, 
Uh, High Lady Seraph is waiting with her army to uh, take uh, Egwene and Nynaeve, and little does she know, we got other people. We 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 brought some fronds. Uh, we got Elaine and we got Min with us. And I think the surprise of there being two extra girls, like maybe, is what throws the situation off. Because Nynaeve yeah. and Elaine like straight up just get away. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. no problems at all. Which is which was which was great. Mm-hmm. My my favorite part of it is like Leandrin and Seroth's like pissing contest. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you I'm gonna put uh, a collar on you. Yeah, well, you're gonna kneel for me. And I was like, this is hot. <laughs> There's a song in the Toxic Avenger musical that came to mind immediately, and I was like, evil is hot. Mm-hmm. Evil is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, not, not, or, uh, Egwene's got that collar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God, I hated the next couple of chapters. Um, yeah, so did I. The Sunshine are... Yeah, horrendous. I hate it all. I, I when when we were first introduced to them, I thought maybe they were going to be like a weird ally to Rand. Like I thought maybe they were going to bring an ideology from the across the oceans that was going to like change the way that we viewed the world, or, mm-hmm. or you know, I thought that there was potential for them to redeem themselves and being heroes. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of learn about them here and what the Adam does, and nope, nope, nope. the Shanchin are. The worst. The, yeah, the yeah, the worst. Glenn Peterson, thank you so much for that super duper chat. Uh, Glenn Peterson, yes, the chapter gave the, such a hate for this Shanchin that I could never okay for the rest of the series, nor could they. Seriously, it's, yeah, it's it, oh my god, it's horrific. Like I just, I was like, if we want to talk about horrible ideologies that you cannot overcome, yeah, these Shanchin are the worst kind of human. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, especially wow. with what we learn regarding the callers later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they are absolute garbage. And I, well, and, even when we learn about the callers immediately, like this, the, the first thing we learn about the collar is that it can just like cause unbearable pain yeah. at a thought. And you can yeah. feel like you're being whipped. And like, honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to be real honest. And you know, I always am. Uh, I struggled reading this next couple of chapters. Yeah. Like, I really did not enjoy it. And it sets up the Shanshin to be the villains in, in a way that, like, I understand why it's written the way that it is. And, like, it's not meant to be enjoyed. It's not supposed to be fun and titillating. It's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Um, this was rough. And, like, I I didn't like reading it. And yep. it, it, I'm not, that's not a complaint. That's not me saying that it is bad writing. It is really well written because it was yeah. so effective. One hundred percent. I just I didn't enjoy it, and I, I it was very effective. So much so that when we get the turnaround and they get the bracelets on Rena and um, Sita, I didn't have any. There was no like pleasure or victory in what they, what was done in return. No, I just felt gross. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is horrendous, and like I was like, oh thank God at least some of them got away, because I was like, I don't know, like. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, having to read, the like, Egwene's perspective through this was hard enough. But yeah, it's like, it was God, at least some people, you know, got away. I, yeah, it was just, it was, it was horrific. And then learning later, um, mm-hmm. just bring it up, that, like, you have to have, uh, you have to have the ability to learn how to channel to also mm-hmm. be able to use the colors. Yeah. And it just, like, that that distinction is so... <clears throat> It's so messed up. Like, and I, I had kind of figured. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, the way that they had written it. And it, it, it was, I feel like it was very heavily implied. But yeah, the fact that, like, if you're born and you can channel, you get to be collared up. And if you're born and you could learn how to channel, you get to control those people. And it's just... 
Yeah. Like, uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, mm. The Shadowling, uh, thank you for that super chat. Uh, it turns out when you add a channeler hating army to a chaos-filled continent full of out-of-control channelers led by the sons of the Alexander the Great of this world, you get very nasty society. It's true. Um, yeah. One thing I really loved about this... Thank um, you for the super-duper chat. <clears throat> yes, thank truly, you. truly, thank you. Uh, the the reveal that um, the king at the time, or the, uh, the soon-to-be emperor who was the first to have the Adams used um, by uh, his people, yeah. um, was Luther Pendrag. Uh, Uther Pendragon is Arthur <laughs> is King Arthur's father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh -huh. so Luther Pendrag, I was like, oh, that's a nice, like, like Uther. See what you, see what you did there. Uh -huh. I see, I see, I see how the wheel, the wheel weaves and the wheel wills and <laughs> spins people out again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, Uther Pendragon uh, in the, the story of Arthur is the one who bans magic. Um, and mm -hmm. who, who is anti-magic. And yep. Arthur brings magic back to the land. Yep. Uh, and so I really appreciated them using Uther here, uh, Robert Jordan using Uther here to, um, the, or the, 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 you know, the legacy of Uther Pendragon as the anti-magic, the one who, cha who cha um, chains up the sorcerers. I, I felt like that was a really fun way of like teasing at like our mythologies yeah. within the Wheel of Time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Sorry, I, I, I was listening to you and also reading chat. And so oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't have anything else to add to that. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so Nynaeve and Elaine managed to regroup. Um, Nynaeve is in the woods just, like, shooting lightning because she's pissed. And when Nynaeve it. is pissed, lightning, baby. I love it. Bing, bing, I honestly bing. love it so much that, I, I mean, it's terrifying. Because Nynaeve, like, like we've talked about already, has no control. But when <clears> she, <throat> like... When she goes for it, it just, I feel so proud. Um, one, one thing, uh, one thing I will say, I don't know how they're going to do any of this in the show. No, not. Because now that they've gone from the, the collars to the ball gags, I really don't, I, I really don't want to watch the actress who plays Egwene have that metal ball gag shoved in her mouth. Um. I'm not interested in that <laughs> visually. And so I actually wish they'd kept the collars because I feel like it would be less awkward to watch. Yeah. And I don't... <clears throat> yeah. I, I before, was fine with the ball gag choice before. Because well, we didn't yeah. know. Like, we didn't, you know, we were like, okay, I, I can see where they're going with this. I mm -hmm. understand. And now it's like... Uh, don't uh, don't like that. Don't I, I don't know how they're gonna do that. I don't wanna. I don't wanna see it. It's uh yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's it also means that like Egwene won't be able to talk through these scenes. Like yeah. I, it, it's a choice that like I'm not. I think the show is going to breeze past this really yeah. quickly. I think, I think it's going to touch to. it and get out. Yeah, I think they're gonna. Have um, to. because I think that. I I think they're gonna just like skim this yeah. a little bit. It's going to happen, but it's not going to be focused on and they're going to get past it because I, I, I really don't, like, this This feels like a really tough thing to get through. Yeah, I, I really don't know what they're going to do because it is, it's going to be uncomfortable no matter what, but but they're really, um, they're not setting themselves up for success to to make those scenes impactful if it's just, if, if Egwene can't even speak like yeah i i don't know I, I i'm curious to see how they handle it but like this feels like a really tough passage for the show to adapt yeah given like the visuals from the show oh yeah, yeah. and here's the thing you have to like i am a very firm believer in like opposites if you have 
you if you have a dark movie, you have to balance it out with like humor. If you have mm-hmm. horrific scenes, you have to balance it out with things that are lighter because a it makes the darker things more impactful, and b it doesn't like wear down your audience to the point where they're just like numb to it. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know how they're gonna do unless they just breeze by. Our chat it. is freaking out that there's still a collar. There's still yeah, but the but the ball gags are like part of the the outfit. The, yeah. I don't so know. it would be also weird if they put a collar on and green, but then not the. But ball also, they don't have physical leashes. Like the t- the physical tie is important, and like I thought they were tied to the ship. I don't know. Is it Bluetooth? <laughs> like, is it? Uh, do they have like Wi-Fi leashes now? Yeah, I don't know. Look, it's, it's weird. It's gonna be weird. No matter what, like the, adapting this would have been hard. No matter what, um, I think that. Especially because they're 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 condensing book two and book three into one season, I yeah. just feel like this is going to be one of those things that we get through. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean, like they, they they're like, all right, yeah, Egwene is gone for a chapter. Oh, we saved her. It's over. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it'll just be easier to it'll be easier for the show to kind of get past that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, do you think that the blue uh, that um was going to meet the ships? Remember Moraine mm-hmm. and the like leader of the blues in the episode in the show. The leader of the blues is like, I'm going to go. There's problems with the ships on the west coast. I'm gonna go check into that. Do you think we're going to see her get captured by the Sanchin? Oh, maybe. I mean, because we know that there are Aes Sedai who were captured, right? And I think no. that they're going to make it somebody that we're already familiar with. Is supposed to Megan, be new. thank you. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she might end up being the one that is like captured and chained up instead of. Or she is the Varen of this show. Of She's the show there. version. And mm. so she goes out and I th- maybe Matt, Rand, and Perrin run into her. And she becomes the, like, Varen replacement if they don't want to introduce another Aes Sedai for that season. Megan could slot into the, the Varen role. Okay, okay. But she could yeah. also slot into the Rima role, which would be heartbreaking yeah e- either one I-, I think she's yeah i think she's going to fill someone else's shoes at the moment um mm-hmm. yeah um all right uh so uh chapter 41 we have so much still to cover our, um, our nargs are saying you can't replace baron <laughs> no baron is baron they we haven't been introduced to baron in the show though so i just I feel like we're not i i feel like I feel like there's going to be a lot of characters condensed together. I know, and but so, I do love Varen. Like, I feel you guys. I do love Varen. One thing I will say about the Varen plot of this, because she doesn't do anything. She's just there. Yeah. Why did she not bring Thomas? I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out why she left Thomas behind. I think it has to do something. I think he's spying for her. But we never see him again. He's just not... He's he, well, he's never mentioned for the rest of the book. There's many more books. Right, but Varen is back to the White Tower. So the next time we see Thomas, they're going to be together. Yeah, and and maybe he's going to have information that she's going to need. Like, she's like she's a brown Aja, and so I feel like knowledge and learning everything she can is most important. And having two sets of eyes... Maybe, yeah. It, that that one's tough. I'm not 100% sure, but there has Dale to be Dale Henriksen is saying Varen is cast. Oh, uh, L- L- Lirazel saying Rafe has confirmed Varen's going to be in the show. Okay. Okay, good. Thomas snores. Good, good, good. <laughs> she couldn't bring him. I like Varen a lot. Yeah, Varen, Varen is Varen is like Moraine in a lot of ways, but she... She's she's a little bit more forthcoming. Yeah. And so it's just like, I think it's like, it's fun watching Rand not like her because she reminds him of Moiraine, yeah. but she the she is a little bit more open with Rand. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, damn it, I have to listen to you. The way she also talks to Rand in front of everyone without seeming like she's talking to Rand. Mm-hmm. 
or male channelers. Like Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking nice. of people being a little bit careless about that, let's get into chapter 41 because Rand uh-huh. and Co. are headed towards Falma and uh, Ingtar doesn't trust that uh, that's where Fane is yeah. for some reason. I don't know why. I don't get it. Everyone's like, dude, he's in Falma and Ingtar's like, but what if he's not? We need to search the globe. And I'm yeah. like, or you could go to Falma and then do that? Mm-hmm. Why are you wasting time, dude? And it's because the wheel needs we us to. Says the wheel wheels. I guess. Or... <laughs> Or maybe he's stalling because Why? he's because maybe this maybe it's the tension between his good side and his dark friend side, and maybe like he's not supposed to take them to Falma for the dark one, but he wants the horn to like redeem himself, and maybe this like push and pull within him is literally the push and pull of following the dark one and not. No, he seems he is desperate for that horn in every opportunity he can where it's like even remotely close he rushes after it. I know but when it's not remotely close maybe that's when he struggles against it. Anyway, it, I, I, I don't know, but he he does want Huron to smell it cuz he has he can't Huron can't smell faint right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They and, do pick up the trail later. But. So they they give an they give some extra time here. They slow down a little bit so that they can go to this deserted village. Which is important because uh, Bornhold needs to see Perrin and be like, is that Perrin? Guys, is that Perrin from the Two Rivers? And then he dies. <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, one of the weird parts of this chapter is Matt is really careless about Rand's channeling. Matt is careless about everything. But Rand is straight up like, I just want to. Well, then you're a nice to die too, Rand. And then Ingtar walks up and Rand's like, shut up. Yeah, like, what? Like, dude, come on. I just, I, I say this every week. I just want to boop Matt on the snoot. Like, god damn it. Um, the, Dakuna says, uh, Fane has that Age of Legends deodorant. Uh, no, he came through the Waygate. So he just came, he, I think the Waygate dropped him off closer to Falm. Because he came through the same Waygate that Nynaeve and Egwene came through. Which is closer to Falma oh, than probably. the the route that they're taking from the portal stones. <laughs> Space Zoo, Space Zoo thank you, you have some money. Thank you so much. Super duper I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, so Blaze Seventy Five says there are dark prophecies shown in the dungeon of Faldara. Oh yeah, I know. And Varen is like there are dark prophecies that say we have to go to Tom and Head, but Ingtar is, is still like, oh, not like it's no, it can't be. What no. I, written by a Trolloc? And she's like written by a Mirdral, and he's like same thing. <laughs> zero, yeah. zero fucks given by Ingtar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they they do find a village that is completely empty. Very sad. The Shanshin suck. And uh, they're like, you know what? Let's sleep inside because it's raining like hell. Mm-hmm. And everybody's wet, including Loyal. And Loyal likes to be wet. Um, <laughs> so Rand finds a bed and he lays down. And wouldn't you know it, Daddy B shows up. Daddy B? Daddy B is there, fire eyes and all. We don't talk about... Baal Zaman. <laughs> that, was a, that was a title of one of our videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. I was funny. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so Baal Zaman pulls out that dragon banner and he's like, yo, you got the banner. Yo, you have, okay, you have it. Let's do this. Yeah. Come on, bud. And then he just says the same things he always says. Yeah. I was like, Baal Zaman, dude, again. You're like, yeah, yeah. If, 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 <laughs> what's the like saying where if you. The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah, yeah. like. Come on. Although he is probably kind of insane. So mm-hmm. like that actually, that checks I out. don't think Balzaman is the dark one anymore. No. I don't think that Balzaman, I, I thought until this, I was like, oh, Balzaman is the dark one. And I'm like, oh, he's not the dark one. Who's the dark one then? Well, no, the dark one is in the prison, is in his prison still. But the, the seagulls are breaking. <clears throat> I think that Balzaman's actually dead now though. 
You think so? No. I think Baal's one said, I think from now on we're going to be dealing with Ishamayul. Oh, I, I feel like Balsman we like leveled was, up to the next boss. I thought Balzaman was a Shamayil. No, I think that I think it's like I think it's like Balzaman, a Shamayil, Dark One. And then Lanfear like floats in like here somewhere. Well, Lanfear literally says later on, and jumping to the very end, but like Ishamayo thinks that like he's the one in control, but it's actually me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think that like I think that Baalzaman might actually be dead. Oh, and I okay. think that Ishamayil is like Go, I, I think we're going to start transitioning towards Ishamayil being kind of the antagonist, mm -hmm. and then we'll transition to Lanfear being the antagonist, and then we'll transition to the fight with the Dark One at the very end. I wonder if um if Balzman is like a, a a dreamer in a sense, like one of the Forsaken. That's oh, but like, has dreamer. But is like a dreamer, Ooh, and like that's that. why he's the one who's in his head. Shadow, like, thank you for the super chat. Uh, but Halzman has just you. rehearsed his line so much and is annoyed that Rand insists on improvising every single thing. <laughs> he's like, dude, read the script. We've done this before. But also, like, but Halzman, at this point, stop calling him Loose Theron. You know he's Rand, and you've seen him a thousand times. Why are you so obsessed with Loose Theron, Halzman? He hasn't been Loose Theron for like three thousand years. Yeah. Stop trying to make Loose Theron happen. Stop, it's not going to happen. Stop trying to make Loose Theron. <laughs> oh, um so yeah uh rand is like uh <laughs> my i really appreciate this time rand is like he's not gonna go away and he just sits on the bed and is like all right let's check <laughs> yeah yeah he's like uh, all right i'm um, getting tired of this but then he literally gets tired of it and he channels like a mad mofo and and both one is like dude you're gonna burn yourself out yeah <laughs> and then he doesn't thank god uh, Rand yeah. wakes up, he's like, oh, can I channel in dreams? The dragon banner, it's still in the thing, but the chair is smoking and you're like, That's, what is yeah. happening? Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I still don't understand like how, like what in the dreams affects in the real world, like and how that works. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming we're going to get more answers on that, but it's been two books and I still don't understand I have how questions. some things are affected and some things are not. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's what it is. 10,000% agree. Um, back in Falma, chapter 42. Oh, wait, I do love that, like, Rand is like, no, I can't die right now. I have shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, now's not a good time for now's me. Now's not a good time. Robert I, Borgman, I thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Tugs of braids for the only fans. I mean, YouTube fans. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> Claris Polaris Patreon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Claris launched her own Patreon because it was did. she didn't want any of you to sign up for our Patreon together. That's not true. This very different content. Tiny Theology, thank you for the super chat, but Alzaman loves saying 1,000. He loves saying 1,000. Yeah. He also loves saying, um, like... Loose Theron. Loose Theron, and also, like, whether you die or not does not matter. You will serve me. Yeah, and I'm like, I, and I'm like, dude, get it. Dude, like, try a different, just try a different approach. Yeah. Just try a different approach. Yeah, like, It's on. why Land Fear is almost going to succeed at turning Rand, is because she's going to try a different approach. And that approach. Well, she's the one who actually is like a little bit smart. Mm -hmm. You know, I, she's. I think she's pretty intelligent. But it's you just so, think she's hot. Uh, so in chapter forty-two, does. In chapter forty-two, Nynaeve and Elaine have been in Falma for weeks now. This is what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Where I was like, we just kind of skip time because uh -huh. they're like, oh, we're a couple weeks away from Falma. Uh, we're gonna have to like travel. Um, mm -hmm. I do appreciate Elaine's like, we only have twenty gold and. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, and then he's like, God, you rich. You are so rich. <laughs> you rich idiot. We're going to be fine for months. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It reminded me um, of, there's a scene in the Batman that's like that. Uh, go see the Batman. It's a good movie. Yeah. We're going for the second time today. We're going to see Batman again later Very excited. today. 
Um, and uh, y'all, uh, we're going to do a live spoiler chat of the Batman tomorrow for anyone who's seen it and wants to join at 11 a.m. Eastern, like this show. Uh, yeah. We're going to do another live this week, uh, just talking spoilers for the Batman. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so, um, Nynaeve uh, is, well, I really appreciate, right at the beginning of this chapter, she's thinking about what she wants to do to the Shanshin. And the line that she says is that she uh, is at many times shocked at her cruelty, uh, but delighted by her inventfulness. That was so me. Like, I... Like, don't, fuck with, don't fuck with Nynaeve. Don't do it. I read that. Fail. And I was like, oh, that was me in high school. <laughs> like, <laughs> legitimately. Yeah, the difference is that Nynaeve has the power to do it. Oh, right? for like, sure. The Nynaeve sure. is like, I could use the power to... Have Ant-Man get really small and then go up Thanos' butt and then expand to full size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nynaeve's got that big brain energy. Nynaeve's got that big brain energy. Yeah. That Thanos energy. Um, Thanos. uh, That was what the theory was called. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So Elaine steals some apples using some channeling. And uh, we get into uh, this conversation that happens a lot in these next few chapters where they're like, don't channel. They might see it. And then the other one's like, I only channeled a little bit. It's fine. And then the other one's like, but I've also been channeling a little bit. So yeah. it's fine. Like, <laughs> like, you guys are both doing the guys, same thing. Guys, come on. Get on the same page. Come on. Come on, Nynaeve. Um, Nynaeve yeah. can't... Uh, ac- Nynaeve is struggling to access the one power right now, though. Because she's not fearful. Or she's uh, she's not angry. She's fearful. And so mm-hmm. when Nynaeve is scared, she's got nothing. Which was yeah. very funny to me because it reminded me of um, when Wonder Woman, the character, was first introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman... And this is awful. Uh, this is early comics writing. I'm not endorsing this. But uh, gotcha. Wonder Woman's original, um, uh, her, her kryptonite was if a man bound her hands, she would lose her superpowers. Oh, right. I, yeah. Because I the guy who um, created Wonder Woman is a, a BDSM person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I, I immediately flashed Wonder Woman and I was like, oh, if she's scared, which is like mm-hmm. what you would be in those situations, she loses her powers. Yeah. And that's a really dangerous position to be in. That's a, that is a dangerous weakness to have because oh, you're going sure. to be in fights where you're scared and that is not the time, Nynaeve, yeah. to mm-hmm. not be able to do your zippy lightnings. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I think like Nynaeve is going to have a huge arc. She's going to have so much mm-hmm. to overcome, right? She's dangerous and she loses her power when she's scared. Like she has, she has a lot of, uh, I don't know what the right word is for that. Not cruxes, but like she's a lot of things that uh, are going to hold her back and hinder her. Whatever that. Is yeah, called. but the thing about Nynaeve is she has so many people around her who believe in her that she has the support system to get through it. But I that's think. what I mean. Like everyone is like, Nynaeve is so powerful, yeah, yeah. right? And here's the thing: if Nynaeve was just powerful and was like, a- was like totally cool, chill, able to do whatever she needed to do, it would be far less interesting, right? Yeah, I I hope she can learn to channel without anger, because I feel like... Me too. Because it takes a toll to have Mm -hmm. to be angry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, look at Bruce Banner, right? Mm -hmm. In uh, You know... Those are all wonderful words. Thank you. I could not think of a single one of them. (laughs) I appreciate it. I just, you know, the, the line in the Avengers when he turns and he's like, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. And then he hulks out and punches the giant fish thing in the face. Um... It's it's awesome, mm-hmm. but like it takes a toll on Bruce Banner's life, right? Like he has no personal life because of it, and and there there's so struggles. Mm-hmm. And I like Nynaeve a lot. I uh, book Nynaeve has already grown on me way faster than people said she would. Yeah, book two we Nynaeve were... I like quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I did I'm not already... like book one Nynaeve, but I like book two with Nynaeve a lot. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, she was she was tough, and like it's funny because she is still tough for the people around her, like in the yeah. White Tower. But we are just we are just 
getting more of her and like how she's trying to adapt and, and it's fascinating well she uh, she already feels smarter like yeah. even even a little bit of time in the white tower it feels like she's already adjusted how she approaches situations mm-hmm. and I really like characters who can learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. And Nynaeve feels like the kind of character who does that well. And so I've been really interesting. I've been really like, my interest in her has been growing in these later parts of this book. Yeah. Particularly this section where I'm like, oh, she, she's kind of done. She's kind of done some personal growth in that time in the White Tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not advocating for the White Tower's methods because I think they're barbaric. But Uh I, I do appreciate this version of Nynaeve where... For the rest of the book, she's smart. Her plans are well thought out and executionable. They're a little well, bit convenient, but... She's like, I hope <clears> this <throat> collar thing works. No, but they test it. But that's my point. Mm-hmm. She's like, I hope this works. What's the safest way to do that? Okay, we'll find two people in the street by themselves and we'll attack them instead of just uh, trying it for the first time on Egwene, right? And so, like, they try it in this controlled setting mm-hmm. and it does. And, like, if it hadn't worked, they would have had to come up with a different plan. Yeah, but, that would have been sucked. <clears throat> that would have sucked. <laughs> they use a plan. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they test their theory. It mm-hmm. works. Like, Nynaeve is being a little bit a little bit more of a thinking character instead of just acting. Yeah. And I really appreciated that in this chapter. And I, I, I feel like Nynaeve is already growing on me a lot more. <laughs> Nynaeve smart. <laughs> Nynaeve smart. No, seriously, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, how did Nynaeve figure out to break the Adam? No idea. She's just like, mm, I think and, I can do it. Yeah, like, uh, like, um, I know. Uh, I guess Egwene can't actually like do anything to the collar herself. But mm-hmm. yeah, Nynaeve, Nynaeve instantly. No, it's two times. She needs two times mm-hmm. to prod the collar, and she's she's got it figured out. I'm like, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Your hair was in my beard. Um, I'm no, well, not surprised. I think that she, yeah, she like, the first time she like teases her magic along it to see what it is. And then she like feels the catch but can't get it the first time. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, there's also a lot in these chapters about these women channeling and like being able to like feel things in a way that I don't understand how to feel things because I can't feel anything outside of my body, right? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I like the power. the the way that Nynaeve figures out to break the magic of the necklace mm-hmm. of the collar is similar to the way that the necklace works between the two women holding it, the Adam. Oh, uh, the, the ability to like feel out through the channeling, and that channeling isn't just something that you force out of yourself. It's not just like. Uh, affecting the area mm-hmm. but there is like something about the like way the weave hits the other thing that when sends information back like... <laughs> sorry what that's a dumb it's fine anyways uh anyways yes you're correct i am so sorry I thought I was making a good point there. No, you are. Sam B, thank it. you for the super chat. Uh, most fans who didn't like Nynaeve at first were young adults when they started reading. She's the oldest of the E5, so it makes sense that younger people would have trouble relating to her. No, I don't like her at first because she's she's dumb at times. Like, she, she yeah. makes her enemies so aware of her goals well, by not being, like, the slightest bit subtle. And so it makes her come across as not very intelligent to me. And here, and, and I think that's because Nynaeve, where she is in her life, is a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, And yeah, as yeah. soon as she leaves that small pond, we are seeing that she is growing, changing, adapting, and learning, which is awesome. Yes, but she but, had. But if she hadn't learned, I would still not like her. Yeah. It, oh, the yeah, reason yeah, yeah. I like her is because she overcame that failing. Mm-hmm. 
but I wasn't sure that that was going to happen in book two, and I appreciate that it happened in book two. Sam, seriously, thank you for yeah. the super chat. It's very kind thank of you. Thank you so much for the super um, chat. All the super chats. Y'all, thank you so much. It, yeah, you guys are... It's it's so sweet, and, like, we, 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 uh, we every time these streams end, we just kind of sit here and are like, why are people giving us money We're for like, this? We're like, why do people... We just want to talk about this book that we are so invested in. Yeah, you guys, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for being here and joining yeah. us every Friday. It was yeah. like, I know seriously. we're in, like, the middle of the book club right now, but, like, this is, like, the highlight of our week. And, and setting through a two and a half hour show. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, I like, you guys that. are, you guys are incredible and we adore you all, every single one of you. We love having these conversations. So just, you know, thanks for, thanks yeah. for making it happen. Uh, sh- CJ Clark, thank you for that super thank chat. Shan Shin are by far my favorite. Every single chapter there in is amazing. I love the way their masks are described. I want one of those the helmets. Insect, the I helmets. want one. I want to mount it on the wall. Mm-hmm. We, sup- we tried to mount our lightsabers on the wall and we scratched our lightsabers because we bought the... Eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. We'll deal with it later. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we cut back to Egwene. She's being trained mm-hmm. um, and uh, we find out that she can like sense metal. Yeah, so <clears throat> she is very attuned. Well, not very. She's, 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 she has the power to like use Earth, which is technically a more male sided yeah, of mm-hmm. the power. And she, yeah, she's able to pick out metals and stuff, which makes her very valuable. And so they're mm-hmm. gonna send her off. Like she's she's gonna. And oh god, well I no, hate... but she she's also being sent back because uh, we find out that Suroth is th- th- because Suroth is a dark friend uh-huh. the dark one needs Nynaeve and Egwene on the other side of the planet so they can't help Rand totally. that is an important yeah top totally point. but also like the the way that um the way that Rena like speaks to her like oh you like are going to get a pudding with your supper like it's mm-hmm. just oh, god I hate <clears> oh <throat> well and I wrote down <laughs> I, I wrote down a couple of things that the Adam does that I it's it's really well designed it's awful. It's awful. But, but if, well if you're trying it. to get people to do a certain thing, mm-hmm. they, they really cover everything. Domain cannot think to touch a weapon. Yeah. If they think about something as a weapon. As a weapon, they can't touch it. They can't touch it, which we see with the pitcher. Um, they can't hold their own leash, which I thought was a really smart choice. They can't just run away with the leash. Um, and they can't channel without permission. And when Raina yeah. puts the bracelet back on, she she can feel that she channeled while it was off. Yeah. Which is She wild. knows immediately <clears throat> it's... Yeah, um, Glenn Peterson, thank you for the super chat. Um, oh, thank. I'm glad this makes your Friday more bearable. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I really appreciate that, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so Min visits Egwene because she gets her weekly visit because the, the Shanshin are just, they're not the smartest. They, they should arrogant. isolate Egwene. There's no reason to let Egwene have these weekly visits. And No, the, the reason is because, remember when Seroth Sir, mm-hmm. is like, you may keep Min because she's a friend. They can use Min against her to control her, right? As long as Min is around and Egwene knows that Min is, like, safe and not being harmed, Egwene will be more, uh, pla- pa- pa- Yeah, my point pacified. is that with the way that the Adam works, you don't need that. You really, like, you really don't. Like, no, Egwene when you cannot, lose... Egwene, there's nothing Egwene can do on her But, own. like, the, the losing the will to live that happens to, like, the mm-hmm. domain... Um, diminishes their power to channel, right? They need a grain to be powerful. I, I, I just don't think it does. I think that the I think the Adam, I think that they they it is such a liability and it is such a liability that it become that it's the reason why she gets away. Right? Like they sure. they're But they're cocky. They, they are arrogant. Oh, as, they're oh. so arrogant, but that's my point, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like they're they lose because of their arrogance. Well mm-hmm. and because of the magic horn people that can fight from the sky. Obviously, that's not a fair enemy to fight. Um, it's not. 
Um, but like whether I, I think Egwene would have gotten out no matter what. Regardless of what Rand did, I think yeah. that Min, Nynaeve, and Elaine's plan would have worked because yeah. the Shanchin are are not as smart as they think they are. Yeah. Also, I guess the Shanchin don't know that the Adams can be broken. So I guess that like within their worldview, there's nothing that Min can do. And so the Min fact that channel. Nynaeve can break the collar changes everything. Yeah, like um, because they, you know, they they have gone around the countryside for miles, uh, stealing any woman who can possibly channel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And I guess every other West, or uh, every other, um, this this continent needs a name. Because it's weird to, like, not have a name. But every every other of the, like, Tommen's head people, um, they have all just kind of bent the knee so quickly here. So I guess they're just kind of expecting that from Min as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, Min... um, Randland, you're right, sorry. Randland, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, we we kind of end this uh, chapter in like a the, probably the darkest place so far in the entire series, where Egwene has just admitted she's completely lost hope. Uh, Rena has um, come back and realized she channeled and taken away Egwene's name, and so now she is named Egwene after her kitten. Um, so uh, yeah, God, I that sucks. Throw up, like I yeah. like yeah. This 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 part of the book is tough, mm-hmm. but like well written. Oh, super well so, written. And, like, effective at turning the Shanshan into villains. It's just, like, you know, getting through. It's a little... Got in, like, you're just kind of like, I need man's plan to work. Yes. Yeah, literally. Because um, you read it first, and I was even like, oh, God, please tell me that Nynaeve, or that Egwene is not still in this collar for, like, books. Like, I... I yeah. This only works because it ends by the end of this section. I agree. I think that if we had spent two or three books with Egwene, like, struggling against the collar, mm-hmm. it, it would have been unbearable. Yeah. And as a point of view character, right? It it just would have been too much. And I think that it's really smart to, like, show it and, like, really go deep on it and show how awful it is. But then also end our point of view having to, like, really interface with it as the reader. Yeah. Because I think that it would become too much over time. Yeah. Um, And honestly, you know, like, I think if if it were to last much longer than this, I think a lot of people would stop reading here. Yeah, it would be be hard. And I know, I think that it was, I think that it was very clever how it was how it was done so 100 uh so uh min goes outside from there the next chapter starts uh and she just runs into Nynaeve and elaine and this this is the this is the way that you handle convenience in writing robert jordan is a master of this he sets up that Nynaeve and elaine are outside and then min goes outside and runs into them where we the audience already knows they are yeah and so it doesn't feel convenient because you're like oh of course she runs into them they were they were right there yeah it's 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 real it's it's great i liked this People running into each other by happenstance can be a little weird in writing. Yeah. This was a perfect way to do it, where, like, all your characters are in the place you know they are, and they just, how could they not run into each other? It would yeah. be so much weirder if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, the most important character in the entire series returns, Bail Dolman, my boy, <laughs> ship captain. Ship captain. Uh, He's some, back. Can we get some hype in chat? Can we get some ship captains ship in the captain. chat? For Bail Dolman. Oh man, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm jumping a little bit ahead here. I wish that they were all together. I it was know. like gonna happen. I, <sighs> I ship I, captain. I cannot believe how much I love him. <laughs> like he's had like what four chapters in the entire thing so far, and not even full chapters, like half chapters. I some I of just them. love like, Bale Doman so much, and maybe it's because it's become a joke in our chat. And like I don't know, there will I, be a yeah. ship captain shirt at some point. Yeah, we'll um, figure out what that is. I think I just want a shirt that just says ship captain on it. 
And it, I, I would I would love to have it say ship captain and just have like a tiny little toy boat that says spray on it. Oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> right? I wish I was an artist. I wish I could draw that. Be... We need to we need to find someone to make us a ship captain shirt. Right? Um, <clears throat> it do be like that. So yeah. uh, they they go to a bar and they they make a plan. It, they get all Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learn like it. Min can just walk them in. Yeah, Min is like they see me as a servant. I can kind of come. I and can go bring as my please. friends. I was like. Yeah, that's the servants... an insane security measure. Well, that's the thing. Sunshine are so cocky. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you have a cocky alert on your channel. <clears so throat> that you don't <laughs> let people <clears throat> just... Yeah, I know. Um, and uh, Bail Doman saw um, Rima was forced to help still the other Aes Sedai, which is awful. I feel like Re- I feel so bad for Rima. I don't even know her. And I'm just like, Rima, I'm so sorry, girl. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nin flashes her Aes Sedai ring. Yeah. And uh, uses it to be like, look, I'm an Aes Sedai. You, you get, or Nynaeve, yeah. Yeah. Um, I keep calling her Nin. Nin, I know. I know. Nin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Nynaeve is like, I'm an Aes Sedai. I'm going to have two more Aes Sedai with me. You get that ship ready and you be you you do not leave until I'm on your ship. And Beldoman's like, all right, all right, let's do this. Let's go. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, she says two or three days from now. And that's kind of the chapter. It's just kind of like they're like, they spell out the plan. We're going to just walk in, grab a Gwen and leave. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's that's your plan. Well, because, like, because, you know, it's very clear that the, the Sunshine are, like, pretty comfortable. And the biggest <coughs> hindrance to them leaving is, like, the other is, is is it you know, if they leave by land, they're mm-hmm, not yeah. fast enough. But if they leave by ship and Bail Doman's like, I can sail in the shoals. And as long as you can keep the channel Yeah, off, but he said that before. He did, but then the magic happened, and he was like, they're just going to explode the oh, ship. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But, like, I, my question is, like, what, would have what can the Aes Sedai do to, like, it, I, I, we haven't seen Aes Sedai be able to, like, block magic attacks before. Right. We they can just attack else. back. Yeah. And so, like, I, maybe there's a way to, like, block the water exploding in front of the ship, but, like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of defensive maybe a channeling. Maybe there's, like, a shield that they can do, like in, like, Harry Potter, where they all, like, point their wands... At the bubble in the sky. I'm just right. saying, like, I, like it's, it's got to be possible, right? Especially because sure. the Aes Sedai are defensive. They take oaths where they cannot even, like, fight yeah, yeah, yeah. unless one of them... We've just never seen anything like that. It's true. I, uh, I guess we've seen wards. I guess, like, uh, I don't know if they know wards, though. Bobsy, thank you for the super chat. Bobsy, I do be praising Ship Captain Bail Doman. I do Doman. be praising him as well. <laughs> um, uh, and so uh, now we get uh, to 44. And y'all, uh, wow. This this is gonna get crazy. Um, oh yeah, and this is the tip of the iceberg. Matt Perrin and Huron find Finn's trail. Uh, Finn, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a town where Bornhold, this is where Bornhold recognizes Perrin, um, and uh-huh. uh, so they um, they're like, "All right, we found Finn's trail. Let's go." And Ingtar's like, "Okay, let's go right." Now, yeah, uh, we need to. We know where it is. We're wasting zero seconds, and we're hopping this fence. Bornhold like, uh, realizes that he saw Parent, and he's like, "Okay, we have to leave now as well." Uh, so he locks sh- everyone in the inn and pretends that there are guards outside. <laughs> he's like, "Lock them in with food," and then the, in a couple of days, they'll they'll find their way out. They'll 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 get enough courage. I'll figure it out. And eventually. I was like, "This is this is like wild." Nice of him, I guess. Yeah, I guess this is the moment where you can be like, "This is a, a good thing that a bad person did." Um, going back to our earlier conversation. And, uh, th- so they're like, we're going to, we're going to walk towards Falm. And I was like, okay, just going to set off on a walk. <laughs> just like a leisurely. All right. <laughs> um, and, um, I wrote MPH arrive in camp, which I liked, um, because it reminded me of Neil Patrick Harris, who I have a great amount of respect for. 
Um, and uh, in camp, Rand is practicing the Heron rushes through the Fen or whatever it is. I brought it in the last chapter, but um, and uh, Ingtar's like, don't do that. You open yourself to be attacked. Um, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. And he's like, it's just for balance. Like, I'm just balancing Ingtar. It's just for balancing Tar. God, leave me alone. You're not my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so they arrive, and Baron's like, all right, well, uh, God, only five of you can come, so. Uh, main characters. Five <laughs> uh, main characters. You guys are gonna go, and the rest of us are gonna chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Varian's like, nah, I'm just gonna hang out here. Like, uh, the other thing that uh, is important about this chapter is Bornhold does tell Buyer that he needs to like not join the fight, and he needs to like need, relay to the information back. Yeah, yeah. Yup. Which is uh, very smart, and also very similar to uh, 300. And also very not good for Perrin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ooh. Very, very not good for Perrin. Yeah. Um, Perrin is in trouble. Probably forever. Pro- probably. Um, <laughs> yep. And so, uh, yeah, we get to 45. And this is where... Th- th- things are just ramping up from here, right? Mm. Nin, they just attack this... They attack the Sanchen in the street. And Nin is like... Breaks the Adam. And <laughs> I love that the Domain is like... And just runs. I would too. I get that. No, no. She punches her in the face. And yeah, she punches Seed in the face, and then just books. I'm like, it. I, I get that. I understand. I hope she gets away. I, yeah. I was like that. We never found out what happened to her. I, I hope. I know. Yeah, I hope she. Oh, um, and then they just throw the leash on the Soldam Sida, which is uh, we, we get to this barn scene where they like empty her out of a bag, and she's so scared to be seen with the thing on. Oh yeah, and Min reveals that uh, it, it it won't work on her because she can't channel. Right, that the the Adam only works around the neck of a woman who can channel, but it works. But it works. Suspicious, suspicious. No, um, but feeling feeling the way that it is affecting her, I I, I appreciate this. Nin can't bear to put it on a lane. She's like, change plans. No, we're yeah. taking Sita in. I, I can't I can't do this to you, girl. I, uh, yeah, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. Um and. I, I couldn't either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, God, those colors. I hate them so much. I know. Yeah. Yeah, they're awful. Uh, and so we, we cut back to the boys. They're sneaking up to town um, in a line so that they enter one at a time. And then they immediately stable the horses together and walk in together. And I was like, what was the point of, why did you walk in separately and then just immediately get together? Okay. Sure. I, I guess so they, like, go through the front gates separately, but then in town they're like, uh, I guess. It's less weird to have five men in town together than it is to have five men walk in together, maybe. I don't know. Um, but also they're like, god damn it, there's too many, there, there's too few people on the streets. It's suspicious that there's five of us. Um, and then, <laughs> the suspicious. my note on this, I just wrote, the five sneak into Falma and then just straight into the house and into the room with the horn. Oh, yeah, they waste absolutely <laughs> no time in this chapter. Robert Jordan in. is like, look, this book is getting long. I really, really got to speed things up a little bit. And so they just, they go straight to the house. I mean, obviously, um, Huron knows, Huron can smell and Matt can feel Wait. the dagger. Yeah, and Matt. Can well, no, Huron's taking them. Huron's going like up in every street. He's, He's like, like Fane has been everywhere. everywhere. And Matt's like, it's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel it. Yeah. I need it, my precious. <laughs> yep. So they're like, all right. Well, it makes sense that the dagger's probably with the horn, and so. I do love. There's 20 guys up front, so they're like, well, let's go. Ingtar's like, let's take him in the rear, uh, and they go in the rear. There's one guy. One guy. Ingtar's like, dead. Uh, and Although then, it does sound like uh, the High Lord was like expecting, not until the guy dies. 
the body's found dead, and then he pulls the Jabba. Oh, I guess. So they go inside, and then yeah. the, 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 the boys lose their minds because there's a woman in that, like, translucent thing, and they're like, oh, boobies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yo, get, get, your, get your shit together. Matt's like, Rand, Rand, do you see the boobies? I see boobies. <laughs> Perrin, do you see the boobies? I see boobies! All right. Um, we have audio listeners. Man, that was a good joke. Um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, they they just kind of like go to the room where the oh dagger God. is. And, um, yeah, it's that easy. They're like, uh, we're here. Matt grabs the dagger and much like... <laughs> one of my favorite films of all times, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt starts to laugh from behind the curtain and then it is revealed <laughs> that the Shad Shen are already in the room waiting for them. And I was like, oh my God, this is literally the Jabba the Hutt scene from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. When, yeah. Leia, when Leia goes to Han in the middle of the night. Yeah, literally. I was like, it's Jabba the Hutt. I loved it. It was very <laughs> fun. Uh, Turok. That's his name. I never remember his name. I'm like, the High Lord guy. And, okay, this is going to be such a weird thing, but I cannot read Turok without wanting his name to be, his last name to be Makto, because Turok Makto is what um, uh, Sam, uh, uh, Jake Sully becomes when he uh, rides the big red uh, dragon, the Turok, from Avatar, the James Cameron movie. And so every time it'd be like, Hi Lord Turok, I'd be like, Hi Lord Turok Makto. Turok Makto! Um, I love that you say Jake Sully, even though it's Jake Sully, no, but it's that's how they say Jake it. Jake Sully. Because that's how uh, Natiri says it. Oh and my God. She was um, a, a crush for me that I uh, don't know that I ever got over. Mm, um, that's <clears> fair. You know Zoe what? Saldana. Hmm. Can anyway, you get it? Uh, Zoe Saldana should be laying fear. Uh, She's hot. I, um, mm-hmm. And she's just such a good actress. I would. I that her. would be fantastic. Um. Uh. So Turok uh, is uh, like, we're gonna get you. And then one of Turok's guys steps forward, and Matt is like, Watch, with the dagger. And he disintegrates. How did Loyal survive the stabbing? I understand now, chat. I get it. Yeah. Everyone was like, how did Loyal survive the stabbing? And I was like, because it's a dagger, whatever. He's an ogre. He's yeah, super he strong. Yeah, he gets, like, poisoned or what something. The, that dagger is horrifying. You know, he literally, like, explodes. Like, oh, my God, there's a really bad movie where there's that, like, visual... Ugh, I, I can't remember what it is now. But I can literally see the guys, like, blowing up in my head. And, and it, it, like, reading it, I was like... Like I was like, I don't know yeah. how they're gonna do that in the I, show. Like I don't understand. I, I don't understand how Loyal was stabbed with that dagger. Now, no, it makes no sense. Like it's very confusing. Yeah. And what's weird, and, and this experience has been so weird because the more I'm reading book two, there were a lot of people in our spoiler chats for the show and for our first book um, talks where they're like, oh, when you get to like further stuff, this stuff and this will make more sense. And the more we read, the less season the one makes, less sense. It makes sense as an adaptation of this series, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's going to do its own thing. And I'm, I'm excited for season two. And like, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. And I'm not like close minded to the show being its own thing. Yeah. But there's just stuff from the books that I'm like, how that that is a hundred percent, like a hundred percent, not how that thing works. Yeah. And I, it's just kind of opening up these questions of like, wait, how are we going to yeah. Okay, yeah. so this can't happen. And so we just keep getting to these moments where I'm like, oh, this can't happen. Yeah. And this can't happen. When and... we've, like, you know, we have, we had a lot of enjoyment for the show. It mm-hmm. is just like, 
very jarring and like we're gonna have to go back and watch before season two comes out to remember like what was show stuff exclusively because it's gonna like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work hard to kind of separate i think keeping those two things separate in our brains is gonna be tough because i think there's even people who watch our 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 chats of the book who are like you guys need to forget some of the show stuff for the books yeah and i i think that's fair i get it yeah Yeah. it's it's hard to right you know we're only human also uh Uh, ellen thank you for sharing the narc shirt also everyone who bought the narc shirt um all of our thank yous are out for that uh, if you do buy the shirt, you get a, a video thank you from us. Yes, yes. Um, Ellen, thank you so much for sharing the link. You can get an Arg Smart shirt. When you, uh, but if you have bought one, to those of you who have, when you get it, could you uh, message us? It's a new store. We've never used them before. Uh, we've, we've transitioned over to Fourth Wall as our merch company now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just message us about the quality. We, we would love to hear some thoughts because we kind of have an idea of Redbubble stuff. Like this is a Redbubble shirt. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, reach out to us about uh, how those... Um, how those turned out. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is probably a good time just to announce that uh, you have one more week to get a oh the, you don't want to be moist crossing the blight shirt is going to go away when the red bubble store closes in a week yeah so if you don't want to be moist crossing the blight you got to go to a red bubble store this week and get one because then uh it'll come back probably at some point we'll like do like a limited thing later on yeah but, maybe later on but uh, uh if, one more week that this is going to be on the store if so. you want a sweatshirt that nobody will understand unless they've been in this book club that's the place to go for it <laughs> yeah and you have to have been in the book club at the at like, the very beginning yeah, 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 yeah not yeah. even the book you have to be no, in the, the spoiler chats for the show the spoiler chats for Wild. the show Wild. Um, all right. Uh, so, um, yeah. The, so, Turok. Rand v. Turok. The, 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 the battle for the ages. Uh, that's, that's pretty quick. Because, apparently, no matter how good a Blade Master you are, you can't compete with the Void. Yeah. I honestly don't know how much I like the... I mean, look. Rand... Rand Lan, Lan can train like a mofo. I guess. But, like, Rand is, like, getting his butt kicked, and then he, like, focuses and is able to hold his own against someone who's an actual, like, blade master. Well, and I was saying, like, I was saying, I think it was last week, where I was like, is the, is the void, an, uh, is a void a superpower, right? Like, does it, it make him superhuman? And people are like, feels... no, 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 it's just, like, it's just, like, focusing. It's, like, meditating. And I'm like, no, it's not. It is clearly not. It is a superpower. Yeah, he is able to hit every single Grom in the middle eye and defeat a yeah. real, like, Heron Blade Master. And so is is the Void channeling? That's what I am wondering. That's if what the, I can't figure out. If the Void is linked to channeling. I don't think the Void is actually channeling... I, I don't think it is actually channeling, but I think that it, it has to be linked somehow. Like, it can't just be, like, I'm concentrating and, like, mm-hmm. meditating and, like, one with my sword. There is a part of me that thinks maybe the Void, and I'm trying not to read chat right now, just in case there's spoilers. There's a part of me that thinks maybe the Void has to do with him, like, connecting to his past lives. And so maybe, like, Luce mm. Theron was a Blade Master. And so when he's in the Void, the, like, muscle memory of his past lives is, like, living on in him. And so that's where that's coming from? Like, he is, like, the Void is kind of, like, a state between, like, worlds, in a sense, where yeah, he's, yeah. like, Im- okay, I like and that better. And so, like, better. It's, he's not channeling, because he's pushing Sidin away. Yeah, yeah, But, but he he's is, living in a kind of in-between space. Or even just, like, the muscle memory of a past life is just, like, living in him mm-hmm. for while he's there. Yeah, because we do know, we know he's a Dragon Reborn. We know yeah, he's yeah. been, uh, he's been everything. He's, he's been a hero, like... And so I, I like I like that better than because mm-hmm. I, I was like it ha- it can't just be like I'm concentrating hard you know. Uh, C J Clark says to understand season one, Rafe said he wrote season one based on the storytelling style of book four. Hmm. 
Interesting. Okay, interesting. I'm excited to get to those Thank things. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super here's chat. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. We know that reincarnation is a part of this world, and other people yeah. use the void, right? Like, Cam, like, Yeah, people in the talk void. about the void, so it, it's and gotta so be maybe, a thing. Maybe the void is this kind of, like, in-between state where you can have a, like, thread of connectivity to your... It's the Bluetooth. It's the Bluetooth signal mm-hmm. to your past reincarnations. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Because he's pushing inside in a way. I don't think he's, like, actively channeling a weave or something. I think it is very much him, like... Yeah. Uh, Sand, thank you for the super chat. The Void is, like, a catalyst for channeling. Everyone can seek and use the Void, but channeling can be used to transition to the source. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's what we've kind of witnessed, that that Rand can't just go straight for channeling. He has to enter this Void space. I like um, Nim by any other name says, um, the Flicker may have taught something about the Blade. It's a theory. Yeah, because he lived so many lives, right? And, like, if he, like, physically lived those lives, even if it was just mentally, he probably could have picked something up from that. So he probably is a lot more proficient with that sword, having lived, especially the life where he's the Queensguard soldier for, like, all those battles. Yeah. That, 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 you know... I guess there are a lot of justifications for it, but I did. There's read a it, lot of video games was... where they speed up your training by putting you in a simulation. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We do that now. We train soldiers now with simulations, and it works, right? We there's been yeah. great success among um, modern day soldiers and like um, uh, uh, 3D simulations. So. Yeah, I guess I can find ways to like potentially justify it, but I have to admit that when I read that, I was like, oh, he's just able to defeat this guy who's very clearly superior it would have bugged me more if uh it weren't for rand's reaction i rand is really like not okay with the fact that he's killed a man for the first time because he's only killed trollocs up and, and Grawlm up until now yeah. and his reaction to killing a human being i was like oh yeah 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 rand is still that farm boy a little bit he hasn't fully gotten away from it yet there's still yeah. that like there's the, he's still innocent there's still naivety you know he's yeah. still shocked at boobs um, I would say he maybe had a bigger reaction to seeing boobs than he did to killing a man, which is concerning, but, um... Uh, wow. You know, he did. You can see <clears throat> everything. But also, like, Matt and Perrin, um, Lan's training must be incredible, because everybody survives this. Oh, yeah, yeah, Matt Lan, and Perrin? Lan is goat. Like, I don't know, I, I wonder if Show Perrin will ever pick up an axe, but, like... Book Perrin can wield an axe. Oh, yeah. Book Perrin is like, he's he's ready to go. Oh, yeah. Book Perrin, actually, you know what, though? Matt and Perrin both have superpowers. Matt and, yeah, Matt has Perrin, a dagger and Perrin is a wolf bird. Matt Matt has the, like, is infested with the, like, spirit of evil. And, yes. and honestly, everyone in that fight is probably not getting near Matt, right? They're probably giving a wide berth because that dagger is scary. I would not go anywhere near him. And yeah, um, yeah. Perrin is a wolf brother. Like, he probably has a heightened sense of state. So, honestly, like, the three of them are kind of all super powered in some way right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, uh, Yosu, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. But thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Rand is not Blade Master level. I won't go into spoilers, but he didn't win that fight, which is his sword skills. Well, that's what it. That's yeah. what that, that that's what it seems like. He has to have like the void has to be <gasps> webcams.com. Hot girls and boys video chat. We get spammed, guys. Oh my god, we made it. We made it. Well done. Remember when um, they tried to ruin my uh, birthday with uh, that spam bot? Yeah, I do that remember fun. that. Uh, that was over on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv/nerdynightly. Anyway, uh, next chapter um, forty six. I, uh, uh, Nin, Elaine, Min, and Sita just walk into Egwene's room. They just walk straight there. Yeah. It is another moment where it's very convenient that no one seems to really look at you too closely. Because we had this chat last night. We're like, how many Domain and Sodam are there that they don't 
re- like that they don't that they when, don't realize that, that the woman coming down the stairs doesn't recognize Nin, and because the Saldam coming Nynaeve, down the stairs, sorry, the yeah. the Saldam coming down the stairs doesn't recognize Nynaeve. So how many Saldam are there? There's got to be at least like a hundred and twenty, right? Like there has to be the the number of them has to l- level to a point where. Thank you for that super chat, Ian. Uh, RJ said that the standard for Blade Masters is lower in Shanchen. Interesting. Yeah. Which is funny because he's like, is the uh, is the required level for Blade Masters in this continent lower? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. How many? The the pronunciation is Damani. No, there's no way. Damani. Someone try. Someone commented on our last. Oh, but official ACM says it's Damani. Damane. Oh, yeah, they're the Damane. It's the Canadian version. So I, I'm going to double check this because someone last week was like, it's Sean. They were saying it was Sean Sean. Sean Sean Shin instead of Sean No, no, they were saying it was Sean Sean. They're called the Sean Sean. And I like checked the back of the book and I was like, no. Okay. All right. Well, the Damane, how many Saldams are there? Because in order for that woman to not. Oh, there's an extra chapter at the back of this. I didn't notice. It's the first chapter of the next book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't read that. No, no, I know, I know. After next week's episode. Um, I'm saying don't read it. I'm not reading it. Don't. I'm stop at the reading. Galad. Do they not have. I don't think they have the. Damani. No, I guess they do. Damani. Um, the, da, like, how many Saldams would you have to have in order for a Saldam to not recognize another Saldam in that house and just be like, oh, whatever, they're wearing the dress? Yeah, like, there has to be like 500 of them. And are are there, are the people from across the water, are the Shanchen, mm-hmm. are they so physically similar to the people over here, even though it's been like a thousand years, that there's, that like, Nynaeve oh. could re, re, Damani. Damani? Damani. Okay. Well, the Damani. Um, All right. So, like so there would have to be so many, right? Because Nynaeve should stick out. Yeah, but like uh, what I was saying last night is there are so many more Saldam that we we know that that's true, and like there, like there are there are people coming and going from all over the place. That and like. Yes, it's convenient, but I can also kind of understand it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those. It just would have to be a lot. There would have to be a lot of Saldam. Yeah, there has to be a lot for sure, for sure. Um, which is Um, heartbreaking. The one thing that we didn't touch on the last chapter, which I don't know if you have any thoughts about, Mm -hmm. but like the servants who literally just kill themselves once their lord is dead, and no one like cries out, Mm, no one like raises an alarm, like everyone is just so. Um, the Shanchen suck. I don't know. Dead. They're like no. they have like they have no individuality or, or or freedom or any like they the the two literally just kill themselves mm-hmm. when the great lord is dead and the other ones just like don't do not give a, do not give a damn what is going around them like they're they're mm-hmm. just like all right well this is probably the most interesting thing I've seen this week like <laughs> it's so weird like yeah. I, I yeah I don't know I don't know if you had anything to like say about it but it was. It just, I think, really enforced the Sanchen are like the bad guys. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> like they're thousand really percent. awful. Yeah. Oh no, thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it is interesting, right? Like it, because you would think like the Adams are how they train the um, mm-hmm. Marath Damani, but the um, Damani. What I don't, I'm, I don't like it. Honestly, I think Domain sounds better Domain, personally, yeah. but I. I um, don't know. It's, I didn't the, write it. The, but the like, there's clearly a, a brainwashing and an institutionalizing within the Sunshine. 
that yeah. happens yeah. All, across the board. And it's not just the Marif Damani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like every, at every level of that society, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know. Yeah. They're very controlled. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gross. So, uh, Bail Doman, still waiting. Yeah. Um, he's still waiting, but um, they, they get into Egwene's room, and uh, Nynaeve just is like, um, and I was like, she, she can just kind of like, the collars, it's cool. And Egwene it. is like, thank God. Yeah. Um, oh, man. And Egwene reveals that Rena has, has let slip a little bit too much. Uh-huh. And Egwene is like, they can channel. Mm-hmm. And then she just starts... <laughs> Rena walks in the room and is like, what's going on? And Egwene picks up that picture and, and she does the kissed. thing she wanted to do and she just starts beating the crap out of Rena. I know. And then the, the collar gets put on Rena and like she gets tortured a little bit. And then Egwene yeah, and, and then Egwene like fully breaks. Mm-hmm. Like is like Nynaeve, they hurt me and yeah, like yeah. I do not know how to deal with this trauma. Well, and then Nynaeve. So sad. Like, Nynaeve oh. gets weirdly um Nynaeve start. Nynaeve is like, women understand justice and men don't. And that whole monologue, I was like, all right. That was a little bit much. I understand like where it comes from. Yeah, the yeah. idea that like men are quick to uh, revenge instead mm-hmm. of justice. You know the trope that like the, the men are more prone to like violence and they will like kill you if you kill or if you hurt something. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. That like. Very basic kind of understanding of, but yeah, it, it was a little bit much naive being like, uh, the men are like too weak for like actual justice. Because In my I, experience on Twitter, there is no gender disparity between people who rush to ju- judgment too quickly. Yeah. yeah. It's not a gender thing. It's just kind of a, a human thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she's like, the, that chapter, or that paragraph, it's a long paragraph where Nynaeve gets, like, real, like, <laughs> men can't understand real justice. Only the women's council doles out the real justice. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, it was a bit much. Uh, I'm like, I get, Nynaeve, I get you, but. Glenn Peterson, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, thank Domini you. training leads to Stockholm Syndrome, only taken to the ultimate extreme. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's horrifying. Uh, Seasting says, strap in, folks. There's more of that to come. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, it could be Ryan says, you got to remember the culture Nin grew up in and how this shapes her worldview. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. I just, any culture that divides, like, intellectualizing or judgment or, like, any culture that creates gender barriers for certain ways of behavior... I just don't uh, abide by. I, I think that like well, that's, I think that leads directly back to Nynaeve being the big fish in the small pond, right? She grew up and was surrounded oh, by a yeah, bunch yeah. of men who doing the best, and some of them are good, but some of them are like really shitty, and we kind mm-hmm. of know that. You know, there is a literal family whose name is a joke because of how like. Oh sure, I'm just saying are? like I don't agree with it in the in the way that like I don't agree that there are any gender roles that are inherent. I don't think, and and that is my personal beliefs, right? Like, I don't hold that there are any, like, aspects of gender that are inherent to somebody's intelligence or ability to show mercy or ability to want revenge. Yeah. And, like, it is is tropey to say, like, oh, well, yeah, of course, men want more revenge than women. I don't think that that's true. No, I I just think that, like, it is a story that we as a society tell. Mm -hmm. And so when I see 
media that tries to kind of like lean towards those tropes, I, it is my opinion that I, I call it out. And I go like, I don't think that this is true. I don't think that men or women are more likely to do any of these yeah. things. I think that like we as a society have like kind of pushed ourselves into believing these boxes about each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we're at a point right now where we're trying to undo those boxes a lot, yeah. right? We talk a lot about like gender roles don't need to exist. Yeah. They do, but they, they do because we believe that they do. Yeah. And like Nynaeve, I, I think that Nynaeve's view on men's justice exists because... Because of her upbringing, her, because of her like interaction with the world. And that's why I don't... You know, I understand I don't why Nynaeve Jane. believes it. I yeah. don't think it's wrong for Nynaeve to believe it. I think it that it is a wrong point sense. of view. Yeah. And those are different things. It, you know, and it makes total sense. And I'm like, I understand Nynaeve's point of view and where exactly where she's coming from. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what makes... I think that that's what makes Robert Jordan... Uh, an incredible writer when it comes to like characters mm-hmm. is that like he he can relate to people on a level where he can understand why they believe certain things especially like uh, judging especially based off their experiences of the world mm-hmm. and yeah. how they've been brought up because um, I believe it. I'm like, I, I totally get why Nynaeve believes this, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah no, no. I totally yeah. get why she believes it. I, I just, you know, I don't, right? And like, I just don't agree with it. And that's yeah. just... That's fine. I don't think that Robert Jordan agrees with it either, right? I think no, that, like, I don't think so. I think it's very intentional on his part to have his characters have these points of views. I'm not like I'm not saying that like Robert Jordan was wrong. Yeah. I'm saying that Robert Jordan created characters whose worldviews I don't agree with. Yeah. And that that that's that's, that's good writing, right? Great. Like, yeah, yeah. It, no, it's great. And yeah. and yeah, Nynaeve is not perfect. Like we know that. And yeah, yeah. I love that everyone is so complex. You know. Yeah. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Um, so, uh, Egwene, um, loses a little bit in the room, but boy, howdy, does she lose it on the street. Uh, she sees the Shanshin coming. She's like, I'm not going back. And, uh, we've learned that yeah. Egwene, um, unlike most women, uh, female Chandlers, uh, Egwene is real powerful with the earth. Yeah. Um, she has that like fire and earth abilities that are usually stronger in male Chandlers. Mm-hmm. And she just starts blowing the street up. She's like, fishers. And then Nynaeve's like, oh, we're doing this lightning. And yeah. then things are going crazy. Yeah, and Nynaeve's like, yeah, you dumbass. But also, like, if I was Egwene, would I have done any different? I Probably not. Probably not. If I had experienced that for, Mm -hmm. probably it's been a few weeks, I think, is what we're meant to believe. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, I I would be like, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Like, get me the hell out of here. And yeah, Yeah. I would have blown shit up and ran for the woods, too. Uh, I yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It, it's tough, right? Like it, when your trauma is that deep, it is hard to imagine the smart way through. You just want to do the most reactionary way through, mm-hmm. and she she really does, right? Like she she's like, well, Nynaeve is right. I think they could have probably just walked past those guards, but Egwene Egwene is in such a and honestly, like having just received her freedom back, right? Like yeah, the the. I can't imagine. I, I would do anything to fight for that freedom. And so she goes for the most extreme route. And it's totally understandable why she does what she does, right? Like, yeah. I think that anyone in that position would do the same. And I think that, you know, I think that Nynaeve's kicking herself a little bit for not realizing that. Yeah. I think that Nynaeve is going, oh, God, I should have known, right? Because it's it, what she does is the most rational thing to do, which is fight like hell for your freedom. It's what humans do when they have a taste of it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And so I think that... Um, it, it totally made sense to me, but it, it does cause, you know, the, the, the insanity that is, you know, this next chunk where it, I had to read through a lot of these next paragraphs, especially the next chapter. Um, a couple of times. A couple of times to really kind of grasp what was going on because 
Robert Jordan, like we talked about at the end of the first book, he writes the confusion of big battles so well where it's hard to have a point of view on everything that's going on Mm -hmm. because it's chaotic. And Mm -hmm. like the chaoticness of his writing isn't that he's writing poorly. It's that it's so intentionally chaotic to put you in a position where you kind of have to put the pieces of what's writing of what's happening together so that you get the full picture because it's not going to be spelled out for you because it isn't really clear to the characters what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I find it, uh, and it happened with like when the with the ravens. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I remember specifically, and I'm like, oh no, it is meant to feel like this and meant to feel confusing because like I had a I struggled with it. I was like, I'm wait, they. uh, Yeah, the ravens is the perfect example because that was the first time where I think Chad pointed out that he went to Vietnam, right? Uh And I was like, oh, like he's clearly pulling from that experience in Vietnam for these chapters. Yeah, yeah. and this is another place where it feels like that. Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. he 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 knows what's up. He has experienced it, and it is. Is very very clear, you know. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, um we cut uh, we cut through a couple of people. Bale Doman sees the lightning in the sky, and he's like, "Hold, we're still waiting. Still waiting. Not at yet. This point. Yeah, yeah. We need the person making that lightning on this ship, or else we're not going to make it out. Yep. Um, and then we cut to Ingtar and Rand in an alley, and Ingtar's looking at this alley that he's in, and he's like, "One man could hold off fifty here," and the Shanshin are coming. Yeah. They're coming down that alley, and uh, Ingtar reveals to Rand that uh, our boy Ingtar, one of my was favorite characters friend. in this book, was a dark friend. Was a dark friend. Was. Importantly, was. Because I was trying to figure this out, right? I was trying yeah. to figure out why Ingtar would have done the actions that he did since they left Faldara if he was a dark if friend. he was currently, yes. If he was, like, currently a dark friend. Yeah. And it really comes across like he was up until the moment that the arrow was shot in Faldara. Yeah. And it that that was the catalyst for him wanting to turn things around. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if it was meant for you or for the Amerlin, but... Yeah. And so everything about the horn and about his redemption and about leading... And here's the thing. This is why Robert Jordan's so good, right? You totally understand why Ingtar became a dark friend. Yeah, the line where he says, we're fighting this war and the Southlanders don't even believe it's happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People are like, Trollocs? Those are fake. Fake news. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I am trying. I am literally, people are dying yeah. to defend you so you can live on in ignorance. And so he says, we, we should create our own peace with the shadow. And I can totally understand the justification of that, right? Yeah. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for that super thank chat. for the super RJ chat. wrote battle with a layer of battle fog, 100%. And yeah, literal and, battle and, fog uh, <laughs> in the, in the Coming next on up chapter. real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that literal fog. But yeah, he, he definitely did. Thank you so much for that super chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ingtar, man, I... And he, he wants to be redeemed so bad. Yeah. Like he knows, he knows he screwed up and is trying to make it better the best that he can and i never understood why he was so desperate before i was like Mm -hmm. you're kind of being dumb sometimes and i was like and it just completely makes sense i'm like i i get it now all the puzzle pieces fell into place and i was like you you need this horn more than anybody else and he even realizes it he's like "Um, you can't search for it for for glory And, and like that's not the point and he's like, I've been missing the point this whole time. No, that's not what he says. He was not searching for it for glory. Well, he says you can't search for it. You have to search for, it salva- for salvation. And I was for my salvation. And I think right, that right, I think right, that what right. he realized is that he was being selfish. Even in his search for the horn. Even in his desire to be 
the yeah. um even in his desire for salvation he was still being selfish the same way that he was when he was a dark friend I, and yeah. i think that his realization isn't that he was going for glory i don't think he ever was i think he re- legitimately was saying i was selfish as a dark friend and i was still selfish in my search of the horn please let my final moment be something that isn't selfish. Yeah. And I think, you know, he says, like, um, every man should get to decide when they get to sheath the sword. Yeah. And... Mm, oof. I, I, I just, I agree with him so much, right? He's he It is, in his final moment, he he gets redemption, not by taking the fight to Shaul, right? Yeah. Not by sounding the horn and bringing the, the armies of the dead back, right? Yeah. He, he gets his salvation... And by being selfless yeah. and by acting for the benefit of others and not choosing selfishness. Yeah. And I think that that is the power of that moment in so many ways. And it's the lesson that he learns. Yeah. And I, I, it's crazy. Cause this, this is only like a half a page of, or maybe like a page and oh, a half it's, of the, it's the not book. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet it is so beautiful. And the, the way that Rand comforts him in his, you know, going off to die is just like really, just really striking, and I, I, yeah. I th- this was probably my favorite to, to spoil my high. I think that this was my favorite part of this whole section. And there's crazy stuff happens. There's big battles, but like this, this conversation with Ingtar and about the reality that dark friends aren't just evil. Like when I was talking earlier about how I want my bad guys to be complicated, this with Ingtar, this is what I'm talking about, right? Like yeah. he's done evil things. He's worked for the dark one, yet there still was this other side of him. And yeah. I just, I, I really, I, I loved this. I, I thought it was just fantastic writing and heartbreaking. Like this was yeah. the most heartbreaking part of the whole book to me. Oh, oh. Um, uh, other than what happens with Egwene, obviously, but that that was different. Yeah, but Egwene is still alive, right? Yeah. You know, and like, uh, and it just makes me wonder, you know, like what did Ingtar see when they were going through the portal stones, right? Like, oh, I can't imagine, right? Yeah, like what? Because he would have seen the lives where he fully went over to the dark side. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I can't imagine. And like, what does that mean? And you see the consequences of that? Like, oh God, no wonder he, mm-hmm. and he, he, like his, he changed after that. He yeah, was, he, he was definitely more desperate, yeah. right? Like more pushy and. Uh, I'm curious to see if, if going through the flickers has more changes on other characters that we haven't realized yet. Like, Rand maybe knows more about the sword. I, I wonder if Perrin and Matt, if we're going to learn more about their experience in the flickers. Well, I would have thought that Matt would be, like, a little more careful about not revealing Rand to the world, but... I think the dagger is just kind of... No, uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's it. I don't think he's fully in control. Yeah. Did I cry I to that? So. I didn't cry reading it. No, I didn't cry, but it because was... Because so much else was, was happening. Yeah, but it was heavy. Yeah. Like, it, it was... It, it was impactful. I haven't sure. cried reading any of these books yet. I will. Don't get me wrong. If anything happens to Min, I'm like, I'm fully on the Min train now, y'all. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm a Min shipper. Min and Rand need to end up together. He needs to choose Min. I think he ends up with all three, but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully on, like, on the Min train yeah. at this point. I love her so much. Because yeah. uh, she has no reason to keep being a part of all of this, and she is kind of, like, She's being forced to, and she doesn't want it, but she's, like, a little bit more open to it than she'll admit it to herself, and I, I just love her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So, uh, thanks to Ingtar's um, sacrifice, uh, they're running from Ingtar's death, and they get caught between the two armies. The White Cloaks are advancing towards them, and mm-hmm. the Shanshin are advancing from the rear, and uh, <laughs> they're like, well, God, what do we do? And Matt is like, well, they say the horn has to be at the final battle, but they didn't say it can't be blown before that. And I was like... That seems like a weird loophole. I and then know. Matt's like, 
Man's I like, guess I'll just... I'm just going to blow the horn. You, you, do, do you guys want... I'll do it. He, you know, pops that in his mouth. Um, and, you know, I really wonder what his armature is like. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because he's I, he's never played a horn before, right? And so he wouldn't have a developed armature. But um, as a oh. former trumpet player... Oh um God. Hey, it's important. Sure. It, it, you cannot blow a horn for very long because, you know, your, your, your cheeks get tired. You have to develop your armature so you can, like, you know, sustain the horn for a long time. <laughs> You're a freaking nerd. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, um... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he was bad at the flute, so I don't know. His... I feel like the horn does a lot of the work for him. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it carries him. Uh, <laughs> Finley Jackson says, my dad plays the French horn, and this is the only time I've heard that word from anyone else. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, man. So he blows the horn, and um, I was—I told you this last night, but um, I don't know if you guys play Skyrim, but there's a quest in Skyrim where you have to get this thing for this god, and then... Uh, uh, it's Merida's beacon. Yeah, that so you, you get shot up into the sky, and then Merida, like, talks to you in the sky. And I was like, oh, it's the Skyrim quest. He blows the horn, and then the five of them are, like, suddenly floating in the air, but they're also <laughs> underneath. Um, and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, 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 Arthur Hawkwing, Arthur Hawkwing just walks out, and he's like, hi, I'm Arthur Hawkwing. <laughs> and you're like, I'm, excuse I was like, me. this is book two. Yeah. There's 12 more books. I know. That's, 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 that's why I freaked out, because I was like, I we are in book two. Sir, we are, this is a Wendy's. We are in book two. This you is not cannot, a Wendy's. You cannot bring this me Arthur Hawkwing already. Stream. Like, oh my God. And then Brigitte comes out, and I'm like, is Brigitte the third woman? I hope so. Brigitte, She's cool. Brigitte's bow. We need we need them to cast Brigitte so that you can cosplay Brigitte. We yeah. need to see like the photo of season two so that you can do the whoever that is. I gotta cosplay. I gotta do it. Um, yeah. I also appreciated um, Arthur Hawkwing. It takes a lot for a man to be join us, and Brigitte's like and women. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Brigitte, you tell him. You tell him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Arthur Hawkwing and uh, and Brigitte just kind of appear with uh, the hundred companions. I'm assuming that they're the hundred companions. I'm assuming their past life was being the Hundred Companions with, um... Luce, it can't be. With Luce Theron? Uh, well, it says roughly 100. So it it's could... 116. Okay. Okay, so it could be them, including a couple other people. Um, CJ Clark, Easter Egg, Brigitte was the doll given to Matt. Really? The doll? That's interesting. What doll? The doll that was given to Matt. Brigitte, uh, the doll in season one. That the girl gives Matt. Oh. Really? Oh. Apparently that was Brigitte. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> I am not like... <laughs> um, no, the 100 Companions were all male channelers. Oh, okay. I'm oh, wrong. they weren't like warriors. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if maybe like some of them mm -hmm. made it in. The Heroes of the Horn have nothing to do with the 100 Companions. Never mind. I take it back. Um... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, they, they're, they're chatting in the sky or, like, somewhere. And somewhere? They, Archer Hawkwing's like, what's up, Luce? My dude. My dude. It's good like, to see you. It's I'm, been a while. I'm, I'm Rand. It's like, I'm Randall Thor. He's like, I'm Rand. Yeah, no, no, no. You're the dragon. Uh, you got the... Yeah, no, 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 no. You got the banner? Because, like, if you don't have the banner, there's not a lot we can do. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? The horn can summon us, but if we don't have the banner... And I was like, well, then the dark one can't use it. Because in the book, they're t they're like, well, it depends on who blows the horn. If a dark person blows the horn, then the the the, the hundred companions will fight for darkness, right? That's why Fane having the horn is so dangerous. Um, and so I was like, when Matt blew the horn, I was worried because Matt is infested with a darkness, not the dark one's darkness, but a different taint, right? Mm -hmm. Matt has just been all up in a taint lately, and 
So, <laughs> hundred trains of Yusugumore. Thank you, Steak, for the super chat. Um, uh, LTT's hundred companions were one hundred thirteen male channels. Damn it! I thought it was one hundred sixteen. I thought I was big brain there. Thank you, Superblaze. Ah, so close. Um, so I, what was I just saying? Like in Brothers says, it's, it's like the army of ghosts in Lord of the Rings. Uh, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Except for that the army of ghosts, it's it's like the movie version, but a lot less, and not the book version, because the book version is very different. Because um, right. the book version does not go to Minas Tirith. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's actually one of the things I think is better in the books. It does not matter. The point is... Um, we learn a lot about uh, that the, they need the banner. And I, I, I found that fascinating because I was like, oh, well, if the Dark One didn't have the banner, then he couldn't do anything. I Yeah, I guess, but the Dark One's powerful. I feel like he could twist it somehow. But the Dark One wouldn't be the one to blow it, right? Like, So if Patton Fane had blown it, Archer Hawking would have been uh, like, who are you? And Patton Fane would be like, I'm Patton Fane. He's like, do you have the dragon banner? He'd be like, no. He'd be like, well, I don't know what you want us to do then. Like, do you have the banner? Uh, sorry, I, I can't. It's like it's like when you watch a D&D stream and f- you watch a D&D stream for the first time where they actually use, like, the they have to have the, like, things to cast spells. Uh-huh. And the like, components? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen- does fame, your campaign use components? Does anyone's campaign use components? Yes, um, actually. Mm-hmm. No. Not in my campaign. All right. Hashtag not in my campaign. Um, oh. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I was like, oh, it's, it's interesting that you need your components. You know, you can't cast your spell without all the pieces. Spell work? Oh my god. Oh my god. But also, super dangerous to keep the banner and the horn together then. They should have been separated. Although then the Great Hunt would have been a longer book. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if, um, I wonder if Archer, Hawkwing, they don't actually need the banner. They're just like, but you kind of got to You got to get over this. Thing. Arthur, wait, what if Arthur Hawking just likes the banner? Yeah, he's like, he I just, just wants it. I just need, I need, I need the drama of it. Actually, can we fly the banner? Because otherwise, I just, I feel like I'm not immersed in my role here for you. You know, I, I need to know my intention. <laughs> oh, uh, so God. Perrin, Perrin becomes the banner lord, and yeah. uh, he, uh, he, he puts it's it branding. up on a stick. Branding. It's branding, yeah, yeah, yeah. The social media manager who's one of the hundred, like, people there who's like, guys, you have to fly. I worked so hard on yeah. this strategy. People are going to, people got to know us. He's like, I know the guy who sewed the banner. I know, I know the, the guy who sewed the banner. He would really appreciate I'm, it. Yeah, he uh, needs Tate, the exposure. Tate, thank you. Yeah, we did pass uh, 7,000 subscribers two days ago. So thank yes. you to everyone for that. Thank you, guys. Um, and uh, if you aren't a subscriber to the channel, hit the subscribe button. It helps out a lot. Also, hit the like button, y'all. Uh, the like button, if you hit the like Smash. button on this video... That helps us more than anything right now. Liking and commenting is the number one way to get these videos out to more people, and we want to, you know, grow the community of Wheel of Time people. Smash that like button. Smash it. Um, <laughs> so, um, where was I? So, yeah, so Perrin sets up the banner. Yeah. Uh, so he's on one side of Rand, mm-hmm. and then uh, Matt is on the other with the horn, and they, they ride into battle, the three of them, side by side. And I, this was the mo- this uh, this almost got me choked up because I was like, that's pretty rad. Like, getting to go to war with your boys, your boys. and a hundred ghosts. <laughs> um, yeah. This kind of wild. Yeah. Um, and so they start wrecking shop. It is very oh, much yeah. like the movie Lord of the Rings because uh, oh, yeah, those they, ghosts are just like... Whoosh, 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 they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they have zero problems. And they except, appear and disappear. They, like, they can do anything. Rand runs right into Balsamon. Yeah, who's just like, you know what? I'm. I, I, it's I, I time. Couldn't miss the fun. It's time to fight. Yeah. It is time to fight, and that's what they do. Uh, yeah. Rand and Balzaman. Balzaman has his like fiery staff, 
it very much reminded me of Saruman. Yeah, I was same. like, oh, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And Rand, Rand is. Uh, Huron is like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but Huron, they're like, Huron, you should stay behind. And Huron's like, dude, I have no. I don't get I, it. I don't have a clue what's going but on. I'm going with but I'm you. Coming. <laughs> I know. And immediately get they they like ride into battle, and Huron's like, I have a short sword. I. And he just gets off his horse and starts fighting on the ground because you have to have a reasonably long blade to fight from a horse. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, horses otherwise, are big. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here <laughs> I just yeah. love the description of everyone's on horseback, and Huron's like, "I'm gonna get on the ground and just start fighting." <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. But yeah, our big, big, big BB boy shows up, and yeah, Daddy uh, B, Daddy B, and is like, "I'm," you know, still doesn't change any tactics, but it's like, it's a showdown. It's time. Uh, and then they fight. Them. And I appreciate that the, the, the Rand winning in the fight in the sky makes the fight on the ground go better. And yeah. so it, there, there was like a tied together. Um, and this was the moment. This was the moment where I was on the couch downstairs. She had already read it. And I yelled up the stairs. I was like, I feel bad for Rafe Judkins. Because how, how do the you hell do you put this show? on film? No. Yeah. I don't know. Like... <laughs> If you had a movie budget, I don't know how you do this. Yeah, like, this is, like, A-list Hollywood budget. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work, and I I have no idea what they're going to do. You need someone with, like, uh, you need a director who has an incredible acumen for combat on film. Yeah. And season, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, what season one, you guys know that, but, like, the combat never looked great to me outside of one-on-one fights. And so, like, the big battles really struggled to me yeah. in uh, throughout the entire season. And I, th- th- like, the idea of this fight, to me, s- it seems almost unfilmable. And I don't, I do not, I do not relish the idea that there are people who are going to try and do this because... I, I just don't know how. Yeah, I, I also don't, don't know how you cut this book and book three into one season. Yeah, which apparently is what they're doing. Um, there is so much in this book. I could turn this book into two seasons of television. Yeah, I could easily turn this book into two seasons of television. Oh God, yeah. Like, and I just, I, I, I really don't like this. This battle to me is a so important, right? Yes. But also, like, b- between the ghost heroes. The white cloaks on one side, the Shanchen on the other. The Shanchen have all of these Grom and and the floating in the sky, the, the magic in the sky. that the girls are using. Like I, I, Peter Jackson for Wheel of Time director. Look, even mm-hmm. Peter Jackson needs a budget and many, many years. You know, because we saw what happened with the Hobbit. He had no yeah. time. What happens when when you do not have pre production time on something like this is it it, it turns out like Hobbit did. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't I I don't know how. I think there's a lot in this book that's really easily adaptable. I think there's really cool stuff in this book that's easy adaptable. I almost wish the show was... Honestly, I wish the show was animated. Because you could pull this off animated, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how they're... I I just don't know how. Honestly, I... I, Yeah. And, like, the... It's going to be kind of... It's going to be tough. And I don't envy the position they're in trying to turn this into a show. And I kind of understand why it's taken so long for Wheel of Time to be adapted. O- obviously, the length is a problem, mm-hmm. right? 14 books is a lot. But, like, stuff like this is so massive. Yeah. 
Um, DeRoe says this stuff is why it is actually unfilmable. It only gets crazier from here. And I believe you. This is only book two. You know, yeah. like, like I'm reading this. I was like, what? Holy hell. Right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how you get bigger, but I know that it does. Because this, this is bigger than any fight in Lord of the Rings in terms of, like, on film scale. Well, especially when you add in the, like, magic and in the air and, like, I guess, no, I guess, I guess Minas Tirith is on par. But Minas Tirith cost, like, $80 million. Yeah, like... You know what I mean? Like, Minas Tirith, like, that movie had a 200... I I think a $200 million budget? I I have no idea. And a third of that movie went to Minas Tirith, right? Yeah. I I just... I don't know. I I really don't know. Luckily, you don't need a fancy city like Minas Tirith. You know, like, the Tom and Head doesn't need to, like, be fancy. But still, you need... Like, right, they had $100 million for the last entire season alone. They, uh, they don't have anything <laughs> Eric, close, Eric right? figured it out. Fog machine, go... F- <laughs> we're, we're not going to see anything. It's all going to be in fog. Uh, no. We're not going to see anything. It's just going to be fog. I hate it already. I know. Uh, don't do this Especially to me. since the VFX in season one weren't, like, the best. They weren't great, but yeah. we do know we do know that a lot of season one was affected by COVID, and hopefully... Oh, sure, sure, sure. I just mean, like... Up, but, like... But, like, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's just tough. The three-leveled fights remind me of Star Wars very much so. Yeah. This, this reminds me... A lot of this book reminds me of Return of the Jedi. Structurally, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and, like, in terms of the, some of the events... Like, some of the events literally are, like, echoes of Return of the Jedi. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like that about it. That's not a complaint. <laughs> I, I like Return of the Jedi quite a lot. It's my Um. So Rand and Balsamon are having their fight. Rand is sure no life uh, served the dark, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, there has been this idea that Balsamon throws at Rand where he's like, sometimes you serve me, sometimes you don't. And yeah. Rand is like, I never served you. There's no way. No. No, none of my past lives have ever served you. And that I'm sure of. I'm still not going to say that I'm the dragon reborn, but I'm confident of this one thing. He is so goddamn stubborn. He's so stubborn. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, I think that that assuredness is actually going to kind of um, launch Rand's character into the next, into the next book. Right. Mm -hmm. He has to, he has to have that kind of belief in himself because a lot of this book was him figuring it out, learning how to um, command, like be like lordly and learning how to be confident with his skills with the blade, learning how to talk to people, you know, the 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 great game of the houses or whatever it is. The, mm-hmm. I can't even remember. The, the, it starts with a D. The, the Game of Thrones. They estimate. Um, they estimate, that's it. Yeah. You know, a lot of this book was, yeah, a lot of this book was Rand figuring shit out and i think that him having confidence in something is going to be so crucial moving forward yeah, him knowing that no i never i, I did not serve there's absolutely no way and it's not going to happen well and i like cyanet's point it's believable though if any previous dragon served the dark one then would the wheel still be turning i agree with that right yeah. i understand why rand got to this point i just liked that he was so sure of this yes yeah. yes it made sense um, and so Rand realizes that uh, he's kind of not getting anywhere, and in order for the fight to be over, Baalzaman has to be defeated. I don't yeah. know why he comes to that conclusion. Well, because um, he can see that below, his his actions, like their actions up there, influence what's happening down there. Yes, but if they both lose, wouldn't they both lose on the ground too? Well, it's tough, right? Because at that point, the White Cloaks have already been defeated, yeah. and the Shanshan are already fleeing. Right, so Rand, but Rand, Rand is like, well, if I win, then the ground wins. 
But if I lose winning the ground, my team on the ground still wins. Whereas, like, if, if it really is uh, an equal tie between the, their fight and the ground fight, then losing by winning would mean that the ground would lose by winning. And I that obviously doesn't happen. And it's like a leap of faith that he I takes. I think it's a but, leap of faith because yeah. there's no other... I, I have no other explanation for and it. And so, Rand, um, thank God. Oh, my God, you guys. I'm so glad Ingtar explained how the book was going to end a few uh, chapters ago. Thank you, Ingtar. Because otherwise, we wouldn't have had the foreshadowing to find out that uh, Rand does Heron waiting in the rushes. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, Balsamon's like, why are you smiling, idiot? Gets him in the chest with his thing. But at the same time, Rand takes that Heron Mark blade and goes right deep into Bee's heart. And he <laughs> penetrates Daddy, Daddy Bee. <laughs> he penetrates Daddy Bee to his core. He does, yeah. And he gets a, he gets like a bunch of his shaft in there, you know? It's 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 a it's a thick God. it's some thick penetration. Um <laughs> And, and uh, it the, the even melts the sword. Yeah. It gets too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot to God handle. damn. Call the police and the firemen. Uh, Jan, thank you for that super chat. Uh, consider the show an advertisement for the book. It can never do it justice. <laughs> uh, Maybe true. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if I would consider an advertisement for, I think. We started reading the books because of it. Yes, but. I mean, it literally wasn't our advertisement for the books. No, I just mean, I, I just mean in the sense that. They kind of have to be separate. Like, I like to think of the show as, like, inspired by Wheel of Time and mm -hmm. not an adaptation of the Wheel of Time. It's a different turning of the wheel. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's one of the, like, hazy realms. Albino <laughs> um, uh, brings up a good point. Rand's sword does go soft. Does go soft. Yeah. Um, damn. Yeah. Well, at least he knows he's not into dudes. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, chapter 48. Min just finds Rand because there's a, there's a pull. There's a thread connecting them. Mm -hmm. uh, and she finds that melted sword. She finds a cauterized wound. Um, but he's cold to the touch and she freaks out. And she just, <laughs> she gets him to a bed. She gets him to a bed and is like, oh, I have to warm you up. And I hate every moment of this. No, she doesn't. She Okay, my favorite. My, she hates it because her, the love of her life is hurt. My favorite part of this book here is that Min is bisexual. What? My favorite part of this book is that men is bisexual. She's like, I like men with education and wit. I have no interest in farms or sheep or shepherds, especially boy shepherds. That's not what that means. Yes, it is. No, she says yeah. she she says men likes she likes ladies. No, she likes older people. No, men likes ladies. That's confirmed. You can't take this away from me. The, the amount that you have to read into icon, that, and I don't care what you say. I love it. And it exists in my head rent-free. You know you. what? Uh, it does exist in your head. Yeah. Um. So uh, she, they're lying in bed together, and Egwene just, like, walks in, and she's like, she's I like, found him. I felt it, too. But uh, Elaine felt it. Oh, God. <laughs> Nynaeve didn't. Doesn't matter. And then Min's like, well, if you... My, Min throws shade here. Min is like, well, if you're going to throw him away, I'm going to pick him up. He's mine now. Yeah, she, yeah. like, lays claim. And she, even in her head, while she's being like, I hate she's this. Like, Why? I don't want to be in love with him. Yeah, she... Yeah. Fully is like she I call care. dibs. <laughs> Get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I that that scene to me was so weird, and especially because like Egwene is like, oh, God. like she knows what's happening, and I, 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 I want, I want Min and Rand. I like them. I or all of them. I think all part together. of it's that like maybe the, they're all the, bi. the actress who plays. Maybe they're all bi. Maybe they're all bi, and it's just like all they people all just are a like, little. You know, sexuality is a spectrum. You know? Exactly. You know, maybe Elaine and Min and Egwene are like all that time we spent together in like one of our bedrooms. Was... Nah, Egwene's not gonna be a part of it. Tell me Egwene, that. Egwene's gonna go chase Galad and his Don't shirtless tell me hotness. That. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, uh, and then, uh, Celine just walks in and she's like, hey, I'm, uh, Lanfear. <laughs> uh, keep him warm for me, I'll be back. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> Maybe Lanfear's the other one, and they all just have a really hot time together. <laughs> She's just casually like, uh, he's mine. My name is Lanfear. And I, 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 what I appreciate about it was that Min lays claim, right? And then immediately Lanfear walks in and is like, oh, that's so cute. No, that, this one... That's mine. But uh, you can keep him warm for me until I'm ready. Bye. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, wait, Celine? Celine what? is Lanfear? He's Lanfear? I didn't call that immediately upon what? meeting her. I had no idea. What? What? This what? is shocking. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the chapter ends with uh, Bayer headed uh, off to, you know, tell the world that Perrin is a dark friend mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that... Um, some some stuff went down. Uh, yeah. There was a battle in the sky. Shit's crazy. Honestly, I'm kind of sad that, like, Rand wakes up and people are gone. Like, he doesn't have a moment. Because there's so much that happened, and I wanted our main characters to all touch base, finally. Yeah, but you know? they can't because Matt is in danger. Like, Matt is going I to die. No, know, I know. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, Rand, like, literally saw Egwene with the collar and, like, did everything he could. <laughs> I love that, um... Brigitte, Bur, uh, Brigitte. Brigitte is like, uh, you always pick the ones, the dangerous yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. Oh, during the battle, one of the reasons why I think the battle's really hard to film is Brigitte shoots giant arrows that blow up ships. Yeah. That's, that's... That yeah. you need PIM technology from uh, Hawkeye. Because otherwise, I, I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, yeah. You Brigitte, she, she's just out there like sniping Shanchan ships. Oh, Bail Doman did leave before they got on the ship. That's an important thing we skipped We over. did skip that. Yeah, Bail Doman holds out until as long the, as he can. the very last minute and is like, we got to get the hell out of here. And you can't blame him at that point because he no. does not know those girls are alive. No, no, and no. And they, 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 they quite literally have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, Rand wakes up and uh, Egwene, Elaine, uh, Egwene, Elaine, Who's M? Oh, Matt, Viren, Matt, and yeah. Nynaeve. All gone. Yeah. Uh, so the only people left with him are uh, Min and Perrin mm-hmm. and Moiraine. Moiraine's back! Hey. It's been a minute. Hey, what's up, Moiraine? I love her. <laughs> she, you you disappeared for half the book. I love that Rand's like, you sent Baron, and she's like, uh, that was not me, but cool. Yeah, Baron did that on her own. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Which brings up, why did she leave Thomas behind? Like, I don't, I just don't, the whole, t- I, I think we'll find out probably in the next book, but I was very confused by the, um, by the whole Thomas of it all. Yeah, still don't know. Still, I think we're still gonna no get, idea. I think we're going to get answers, but I just, yeah, I, I can't predict it. Right yeah, now. so Rand finds oh, out that. Oh, Loyal is there. Loyal is there, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, with his books. Uh, he's just reading. He's it. like, we're friends, right, Rand? And Rand's like, yes, yeah. we're friends. And Lance, <laughs> Loyal's like, cool. I love it so much. Um. If they kill Loyal on the show, we we're we riot. We're done. Yeah. I will. I will. I, if they kill Loyal early, if he dies later on in the books and it's part of the series, then I'll understand. Like that's the storytelling. But yeah. if he dies early on the show, we riot. Mm-hmm. I will stop watching the show. Um, I love Loyal. I do too. Uh, I, oh, I love him so much. Uh, and then uh, Moraine is like, yeah, everyone could see your fight. It was um like projected onto the sky. I don't know what kind of projector they had, but, like, pretty impressive, right? That's some good technology. Same one they used for the bat signal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right, right, right. That's, that's how it happens. Um, And then we kind of end with this thought that Rand must choose, because he's like, I'm not the dragon. And she's like, look, dude, do you really want the world to get to the final battle and there's no dragon there? Yeah. And the, it's like, and Rand has like, chosen. God damn it. And then it ends with them being like, yeah, and then Rand chose. What did he choose? And I wrote in my I wrote in all caps. But what did he choose? <laughs> it's a good thing we're gonna be doing uh, the Dragon Reborn book in uh, two weeks. 
Yeah. We don't have to wait that long. I know. I'm like, want to get on it right away, you know, but I know, we, but we have to do next week's episode. We got to do our full book recap next week, which I was yeah. actually thinking about it. I was wondering, should we, um, should we create a channel in the discord under mm-hmm. the Nerdy Woody Book Club that okay. is strictly things that people would like us to touch on for our, like, we are for our full book reviews and like yeah, sure. questions that they might have questions for the full book review yeah. that does allow our mods to curate it to make sure that there's no spoilers and it's all in one place for us to read you know yeah sure so yeah we'll add that channel to the discord today Great. so people can start asking questions that they want us to answer for uh book two or book one and book two in the show and yeah yeah everything up until now and our mods will curate it so there's no spoilers in there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh yeah if you if you have things that you do want to make sure that we get around to next week because we always never seem to have enough time to go through everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, join the join the Discord. We will we'll make sure you guys get the link. What do you think Rand chose? I think he's gonna be the dragon. Yeah. It's literally the, the name of the next book is the Dragon Reborn. Mm-hmm. It cannot be any like I just there's there's no way. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he chose the right thing. I think he yeah. chose duty because the the line is literally what what is the line that oh, leads wow. up to it? <laughs> oh, Kevin, thank you for the super Thanks, chat. Guys. Think laser show at Stone Mountain in Georgia. I've heard <laughs> of that and I want to see it. I've never. Yeah. Uh, v Drake, thank you for the super chat. My rain thank is you. like not only did everyone see this, there's already merch. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. You get a banner. Yeah, the artists you are just drawing. I love how much uh, I I I don't know does it, if Robert Jordan has like contempt for street artists. Um, um, Steak wants to know if Sunday you're playing Elden Ring or Horizon Forbidden West. William, uh, is, I'm going to be playing um, some Horizon Forbidden West and some Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, and then I might end with Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do like a chunk of both of those first. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Guys, Elden, all I want to play right now is Elden Ring. But like, <laughs> I need to know what happens to Aloy. That's I, fair. I have so many games going right now. It's really There's tough. There's so many good games. Yeah. Um, Joe Cross, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for that super duper, super duper chat. chat. Super duper. Um, um, the line here is, mm-hmm. uh, they were all watching him, all waiting. Death is lighter than a feather. Duty heavier than a mountain. He made his decision. He went back to the lessons he learned from land. And he went to, he's going to the mountain. Oh, do you think he goes to Tarvalon? No. I feel like he avoids Tarvalon. Oh, right, because Tarvalon is at the mountain. No, I think he does. I think he goes. I think he goes to meet up with Matt to make sure Matt is okay. Unless something springs up and he has to go the other direction. I think he goes to Tarvalon, hmm. goes to the mountain, goes to the Aiel Waste. Yeah. That's my, that's my, yeah. Um. So, chapter 50 after is pretty quick. Uh, basically, just it, it tells the story of how the story of the Dragon Reborn uh, is passed around the world. Um, and, uh, we get some of the Corinthian cycle, not Corinthian cycle, the cycle of the dragon, um, from the fourth age. And, uh, it ends with let the dragon ride again on the winds of time. Do you think the dragon learns to fly? No. Do you think, you don't think he literally rides the winds of time? No, I think the banner flies. Do you think that he, do you think that he can like keep fighting people in the sky? That he can, like, be, like, 1v1 me, bro, and then they're suddenly in the sky fighting. I hope so. I hope that that's just, like, his his thing. <clears throat> so dramatic. Um, for our... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, have you met the Quen yet in Horizon Forbidden West? I haven't met the Quen yet. Um, but I'm excited. I'm still on Horizon Zero Dawn. So yeah, no I'm spoilers. Gonna... No spoilers for the end of Horizon Zero I, Dawn. I, yeah, I am doing a playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn on my channel. Actually... I should make the my episode live. Actually, I don't have a thumbnail for it. I'll make it right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we kind of got through everything. We did it in less than four hours. Our um, two and a half hour show is going to be a two and a half hour show, guys. We crushed it. Yeah, we're trying our best. You know, we want to, yeah. we don't want to like, we don't want to, uh, God, I cannot English today. Um, 
don't want to like linger on things for too long. Mm -hmm. We don't want to overstay our welcome for certain like topics. No, of course. I think we like. I want to get to some. I want to get to some uh, segments though, because we we do a segment on the pod where we say um, our highs and our lows. Mm -hmm. And the way that we do this, uh, my family used to do this at the dinner table every night, where we would celebrate each other's highs and commiserate over each other's lows. The mm-hmm. way we do this is uh, Close does her high first, then I do my low, then Close does her low, then <laughs> I do my high. So we do that compliment sandwich. Mm-hmm. So Close, what was your high of the section? Well, I, I, I was thinking that my high would be, I think it's going to be your high uh, with Inkar. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, I think my high is um, learning that men is bisexual. Um, that really just brings me joy. And so that's my high. And you can't take that away from me. The mental gymnastics that you have to do to make that sentence mean what you want it to mean. No, she's like, I don't like boy shepherds, but I like girl shepherds. Yes, but immediately before that, she says, I like older men. I'm not interested in shepherds. No, she says, I like men with education. No, she is saying that she doesn't like younger men. Nope. The sentence could Mm -hmm. not be more clear. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. I am. So the low of the week for it. me is that um, my wife is on this bent, but I uh, know my actual low. I the 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 Egwene, the Egwene necklace stuff is tough for me. Um, it, it was tough to read, and I didn't enjoy reading it. Yeah. I, I think it's important to the story, and like I'm not I'm not saying it's bad, mm-hmm. I, but it was it was definitely like uncomfy, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. and I'm glad that it didn't last longer than it did because like it was I, I I'm I really love Egwene, and you know I hate thinking of any woman in that position, you know, and it just, it was tough. Yeah, I, I, yeah, my low, I think, is that we didn't get the satisfaction of a reunited, of a being reunited at the end of this mm -hmm. book, especially with Rand and Egwene, um, that, that, uh, that was missing for me. I know it's gonna be so good when we get there, but I just, mm -hmm. I was ready for it, and we didn't get it, and I was like, ah, sad. Sad. All right, and now we come to, uh, the final segment, the, arguably the hardest segment for this week. Where would you add a sex scene into this? Where would I add? Um, well, it's tough, right? Because there there isn't a lot of places where like characters could have slowed down and just like you know banged boots. Yeah, that yeah, that one is that one is tough because it, absolutely nothing that we say is gonna make a lick of sense in what happened. Where do you add a smut corner here? Except maybe like Min and Rand celebrate at the end with some like. Min and Rand. Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, Rand and, like, Daddy B, they're, like, going at it, and they're, like, in front of no, everybody. No, because here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? Is that Daddy B's holes are fire. <laughs> so... You don't want to stick your dick in there. You don't want to stick your dick in there. That's fair. That's you fair, just that's don't. Fair. Like, mm-hmm. all, if every hole is just fire. Fuck off. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like fucking a toaster. You know what I mean? Like... A toaster. Okay, that is not oh, okay. All right. What it is? I I guess so. I I hate that, but uh, sorry. All right. Um. Where? where yeah. What did I had. Uh. I had one, and then I lost it, and now I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Matt blows the heroes of the horn. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like. Um, I like the idea of, uh, like, in the, like, post, in the post of it, um, Rand is still injured. Yeah. And, like, Min is, like, taking care of him. And she, he's, like, I just, like, I haven't, like, been able to masturbate because I'm so injured. And she's, like, let me take care of you, Rand. 
you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, men is just being like, you know, a caring, like, yeah, ca- they do some like mutual mastur- masturbation, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little know. hand stuff, maybe yeah. a little mouth stuff, you know, some e- easing Randon to being an, um, he's still hurt, he's still yeah, hurt, yeah, yeah. you know, he's got to recover, so taking it easy on him, that's, yeah. that's, that's respectful. No. Um, Kenny, thank you so much for the super duper chat. Jordan wrote multiple Conan the Barbarian novels, so he's not against smut, just Wheel of Time fanfiction smut. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's only specifically against what we're doing right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's um, a tough section to add smut to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's like there like any Part of me... anything within the Sanchin would be inherently just no. like awful. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, when I first like was reading the book, I I was like, oh, I I, I wonder if I'm gonna add a sex scene in when um when the girls are all just like at the White Tower, like hanging out in the same room. Like you know, what if in their spare time they just are they're like, like practicing? They're kissing. practicing, you know, mm-hmm. like because there's no like guys around, and we know that like men is bisexual, obviously. So they they're like practicing with one another, being like, "How does this work? Does this feel good? Like, who's done?" No, who? you know what it is. Min 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 is describing what she sees when she looks at Galad, and it's just like him in like some weird orgy. No, no, no. Or min. Like the, it's, she's like, I just see all when min, I look at him, I just see all the greens. Like, no, no, no. Min can read people, and she knows their kinks. So she's helping the girls discover what they're into because she knows and they don't have to go through the weird like, oh, I guess I don't actually like this kind of face. Like Min just knows. She can see it, right? Um... So yeah, or or Matt blows the horn and all the heroes appear, but they were in the middle of something, and so they're all just like like banging each other, and they appear in the air, and they're like, oh, uh, sorry, sorry, we were, it, it was our it was our regularly scheduled orgy. We weren't, you know, we weren't expecting <gasps> our to be called scheduled orgy. Yeah, they were just in the middle of it. You know what I mean? No, I I like I like the idea that Brigitte's just like, oh yeah, we're going to okay, let's let's do this. I got this. Don't worry. I'm ready. Well, that was our dirtiest uh, smut corner yet. Well, come back Probably. next week for uh, the the full book. The full book. Yeah, we're of gonna be talking about the the Great Hunt. Yeah, Great Hunt. I have made a question. This channel. novel by Robert Jordan. It's very good. If you haven't read it, what the hell are you listening to this for? Yeah, this steak is meat. Um, steak, steak knows. He's like, I'm just here to hang out. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a good book. I I, I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. And uh, if this is where book two goes, I don't. I don't know where this series is headed, mm-hmm. quite honestly, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Um, I have created the questions channel in the Discord. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in, um, you know, uh, if you want more Wheel of Time chat, you can hop in there as well. Or if you want to leave a question for us or something that you want us to touch on or maybe something you'd like us to predict, mm-hmm. that is a spot for it. Our mods can curate that so that yeah. there are no spoilers. And... Um, yeah. Um, yeah, to the person on Twitter who was like, I wonder if they're going to get through the slog. Or maybe it was a YouTube comment. I, I I have to know how this ends, so yes, we will. Yeah, I, I need to know. I really, really do. There's, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm in for the long haul, and I hope that you're in for the long haul with us, because we're having a blast, and uh, I we we need to order the other books. We only have book three now on the shelf. That's true. Yeah. We have to get more books, because we only ordered oh, one no, through three. no, we have to buy more books. I'm so sad. Oh, no. uh, y'all, if you like this video, like and subscribe, please. It helps us out more than you know. Leave comments down below, not just in the chat, but go leave like a comment in the comment section. Um, that kind of engagement really shows this to other people and uh, gets the video out there. Um, also, uh, to plug something that isn't us, Brandon Sanderson, the writer of the final three books of this series, put out uh, a, a pretty incredible video on his personal channel, Coming Clean, 
about uh, some truths about his life. If you haven't checked that out yet, uh, mm-hmm. definitely go check that out. And go, um, yeah, just YouTube Brandon Sanderson. And YouTube Brandon Sanderson, and you'll see uh, a video that you should definitely watch. Definitely um, about something that I think that if you like this show, you are going to enjoy mm-hmm. uh, that video as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. Anything else to plug? No, just follow us. You know, I'm at Clarice Polaris. I I'm have a video that is going live. Very soon after we hop off here, I am playing Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time, loving it. So come join me on that journey. Yeah, and if you are uh, looking for more spoiler talks about Wheel of Time, and uh, you you know you've read it all, uh, I recommend the Dusty Wheel. Um, they're mm-hmm. friends of the show, uh, and we're going to be on there maybe soon. So definitely check them out. Uh, go subscribe to the Dusty Wheel as well, and come uh, come uh, <laughs> check it out whenever we may or may not appear over there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, follow me around the internet at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Claris Polaris. And as always. Do something nerdy tonight, you <laughs> dang nerds. Maybe go see the Batman, because we're doing a spoiler chat tomorrow, 11 a.m. live. Oh, yes. Spoiler for spoiler chat for Batman. Okay. And uh, mods, thank you. Mods, thank you. You are absolutely incredible. We appreciate you so much for everything you do. So once again, for the final time, <laughs> do something nerdy tonight. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>